1: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
0: What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite Post Show For March 9th, 2022, I am your host, J.D. from New York, and I'm joined by my very good friend, as always on this Wednesday night, the man who loves Jeff Hardy, the man who's so excited to see the Hardy Boys back in AEW together again, Jesse, what's going on, man? I can't hear you. You can't hear me. There you go. Speak up, clown.
1: What the fuck?
0: Uh, I, can't, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. What's going, What's going on? on Nothing. Not much,
2: not much. How was
0: the show, man? How was the show? Uh, you're asking me how the show was. The show's great. Did you enjoy it? Of course I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it?
2: Man, of course. Why would I not enjoy it, brother?
0: Uh, well, listen, man, it's AEW. This ain't Monday night. This ain't Friday night over here.
2: I'm saying I'm smiling, man. It's after a wrestling show and I'm smiling, brother. What, what,
0: what, what? more can you want, man? Well, listen, man. AEW's had a, a nice string of uh, of great television coming out of that pay per view on Sunday, and I'm everybody's riding high for AEW right now. This was uh, a great show tonight. A show that absolutely had nothing to do with CM Punk or MJF. Quite surprised by that, but there was so much going on that it really didn't even matter at the end of the show. But, Jesse, we're going to start with Jeff Hardy, the worst-kept secret in all of professional wrestling. Jeff Hardy was let go by WWE. Uh, They jumped the gun on his release as he walked out during a house show. All he wanted was his drug test that he knew he had passed. WWE fired him, and he had to sit out the 90 days. And here we are, worst-kept secret, telling everybody where he's going. Everybody was wondering when and where he was going to show up. Is it today? Is his 90 days up tomorrow officially, or are we going to see him next week? We saw Jeff Hardy on Dynamite tonight with the old-school Hardy Boys theme, which WWE did not own the rights to exclusively. He made his AEW debut tonight, Jesse. Jeff Hardy is home with Matt Hardy now, and it's going to be a great, great thing for Tony Khan and AEW.
2: It is, man. I was on... I wasn't expecting them to have the uh, the theme music. How'd they get that one, man?
0: I don't know. I think WWE, I, I read somewhere, WWE paid a, a one-time fee to use it, but they didn't own the exclusive rights to it, so Tony Khan obviously uh, went and did what he had to do, and uh, I love it. You love to see it. Yeah, I know, right? It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. How's my audio? Sounds good. All right, moving on. Let's go. All right. Jeff Hardy, man, what do you, what do you think of this? This is going to have a, a big... A big, uh, I would say, it's big things are happening for AEW with Jeff Hardy. I mean, not only with what he brings to the table, he, he is still incredibly popular. He is going to be a fantastic get for that uh, that lapsed fan that may not watch, doesn't really, you know, invest weekly in AEW. But when you see Jeff Hardy on your TV screen, when you see the Hardy Boys on your TV screen, it's going to be something that's going to get those casuals to say, oh, well, well, I know this guy. I remember what he used to do back in... uh The old WWF days, Jeff Jeff and Matt Hardy. So Tony Khan adds to his tag team division, gets one of the most popular wrestlers still in in all the world, and the merchandise, obviously, Jeff Hardy's going to go right to the top of Pro Wrestling Tees. The merchandise is not even an issue. He's going to sell T-shirts left and right. Tony Khan's going to make money back on his investment in Jeff. But the thing is, bro, this is going to really not only solidify the tag team division, but it's just another great signing for Tony Khan as far as a major name is concerned, a major name that everybody knows, and that is ultimately going to help AEW in the long run.
2: It is, you know, It what more can you want? I mean, this is a, this is another pickup that's going to do nothing but make the fans happy. Yeah. So, I mean, regardless of what anybody thinks about it, it it's going to, it's just another good time for, to you know, to be a wrestling fan right about now, man. And just, just seeing um, the Hardys back together, you know, you can't help but feel good, you know? So, Let's see what they do with it. I think that's going to be the most interesting
0: part. How would you How would you book them immediately? You throw them right into the tag team fire?
2: Um, you know, I, I would, it's hard for me to say, man, because they're doing a lot with the tag division right now. Yeah, they are. They're doing a lot. I mean, they went from doing not much with it to doing a lot with it. So I'm, so I'm at a loss of what you do with them right now because you just can't put them together and say, okay, run for the titles, you know?
0: Well, I mean, he's he's excited to be there. No, no question. Uh, he, he was he was actually dancing in the fucking aisle while while Matt was being beat five on one. So, you know, he yeah, What the, <laughs> the fuck was he doing? He was there the whole time. Hope it <laughs> took him so long to come out. I, I don't know, but uh, he, he's happy to be there. He got an amazing pop from the Fort Myers, Florida crowd, and uh, we don't really have much as far as Jeff I, again. Like I said, this is the worst kept secret in all of pro wrestling. We knew he was going to show up. Whether it was going to be this week. Or next week, so we're, we're just glad that he's that he's here. He looked great, and I can't wait to see what the Hardy boys do back in action. It's going to be a great thing just to visibly see them on AEW television just doing their tag team thing, man. One final run for those tag team championships. That is a money-making storyline for the Hardys, and I love that he's here, and Tony Khan has finally made it official. The The other thing, Jesse, today that, that happened is the TNT championship was defended Scorpio Sky is the new TNT champion, defeated Sammy Guevara. He went crashing through a fucking table after a missed 6.30 off the top rope to the outside. Pretty much was the deciding factor in that match as Sammy never really recovered from that spot. Scorpio Sky is the new TNT champion. What do you think about this? You like it? Does Scorpio Sky deserve this run as TNT champion? Or is it going to be a situation where it's going to be a transitional run only to feed him to Wardlow next week? As Wardlow is going one on one with Sky next week for the TNT title.
2: No, I would um I would definitely say is this is deserved by Scorpio. It just it just feels a little ill timed, you know. I just didn't see a, a a push for Scorpio coming, but um, it's not to say one doesn't come off the back end, you know. Um, I'm trying to adjust my mic settings. Right?
3: OK, you
0: you, you you do that. Um, Scorpio Sky, new TNT champion. Wardlow's getting the match next week for the TNT title. MJF more than likely will uh, rear his ugly head next week and either cost Wardlow the championship. Maybe Wardlow wins the championship and MJF demands the championship back after saying that if Wardlow won it, he could keep it. But MJF did not expect Warlord to turn on him at Revolution. So it's going to be a very interesting thing going into uh, their little feud that probably will culminate in a match between both of them at Double or Nothing, which we will definitely talk about on tonight's show. Where does MJF fit into the Double or Nothing plans? Somebody else that is definitely going to be a topic of discussion as far as Double or Nothing goes or what they plan on doing with him going into Double or Nothing is Adam Hangman Page. He wrestled Dante Martin tonight. Impromptu match for the AEW championship. He is still a champion after beating Adam Cole at Revolution. There's a lot of talk about what Adam Cole and the elite guys are going to be doing and the inner turmoil there, but Adam Page, he is the champion. He doesn't really have a set direction going into double or nothing, and we'll talk about that on tonight's show as well. Jesse Jericho, Chris Jericho, and the inner circle, they are absolutely finished. He turned heel and solidified his heel turn tonight by turning and suckering in Eddie Kingston. And now we have a new super group. I wouldn't say super group, but a new uh, a new ba- uh, band of uh, geeks here together with Jericho 2.0. Danny Garcia, Jake Hager. They are now the Jericho Appreciation Society. What do you, what do you think of Inner Circle breaking up only for Jericho to pretty much form yet another Inner Circle? A 2.0 Inner Circle per se.
2: Yeah, basically, he found himself another group to get over. Yeah, so so I, I like the idea. You know, the inner circle is um is, is done. So what does he do? He moves on the two which is another nice young heel stable that couldn't use a Jericho bump. So I kind of like it.
0: Yeah, Santana Ortiz Eddie Kingston they seem to be aligned in in some way. Obviously, real life friends there with the looming talk of the trio championship. Uh another possibility there, uh Jesse, with uh Eddie Kingston and the uh Proud and Powerful Boys possibly getting mixed in with that trios uh talk when those titles are eventually debuted.
2: And, yeah, and that's gonna be an, another perfect trios team. And again, the trio's um options are just so abroad for them right now, man. We they, they we really need those titles over here right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, I hope uh, I hope before the summer we do end up getting those championships. And the other big thing that happened tonight, Thunder Rosa. She wrestled uh, legit Layla Hirsch, who looked anything but legit tonight. Uh, Thunder Rosa, don't know what's going on. I'm sure Jesse and I will uh, will elaborate on this a little bit more, talk about it a little bit more in depth. Thunder Rosa and legit Layla Hirsch did not look good tonight. Thunder Rosa didn't really even look good at Revolution. Uh, I wasn't really all that uh, blown away by her performance after the Britt Baker match. But, you know, there were reports, Jesse, that Thunder Rosa was injured. She obviously came out uh, wrapped her upper left thigh in tape, so clearly something is not right with Thunder Rosa, even though uh, her team had vehemently denied reports to Sean Ross Sapp that she's not hurt. Uh, how how are you feeling about Thunder Rosa going into this match next week? Is It's official. At St. Patrick's Day Slam, we're going to get Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa in that steel cage match, and we've talked about this, uh, you know, very moment for, for months on the podcast, and we're getting it next week, and Thunder Rosa more than likely will end up winning that women's championship next week.
2: She will. Um, They've they've set it up so that she has to win it. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know if she's injured or hurt. I don't. I don't know. Um, But I'm with you, man. Something has not been right with the last couple of matches. It, It has not. You know, I tried my best to get into this one and see if everything worked itself out, but it didn't. I also kind of you know, chalked it up to possibly being uh, maybe a compatibility thing with Layla Hirsch. You guys know I haven't been 100% on board with Layla Hirsch as of late either. So I'm not sure, but they're definitely in the spot where they have to put that title on, injured or not.
0: Yeah, it is a very difficult spot. I don't know. I mean, she's not not injured to a point where she can't wrestle. It's just I feel like the injury is kind of holding her back a little bit from doing what she really is capable of doing. That's what I see. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're getting the match next week anyway. It's it's one way and one way only next week. Thunder Rose has got to win the AEW Women's Championship. Otherwise, what the fuck are we doing here? So that's pretty much what it's boiled down to. But uh, we're gonna go over everything that happened on the show tonight. There's a lot to get into, including William Regal. He made an appearance tonight with John Moxley and Brian Danielson, cutting a very genuine and heartfelt promo, and gave us a little bit of a backstory as to why he's here and what he's doing with Brian and Moxley. And Wardlow cut a promo tonight, right before his TNT championship match next week against Scorpio Sky, and he is the face of the revolution. He handled himself pretty well tonight. We'll go over what he said, as uh, Wardlow was very heartfelt in his delivery as well tonight before that big championship match next week. We got 2,300 people in the venue. Thank you guys very much for all of your support, people who... Are continuing to roll into the venue. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up if you are here and have not done so, man. A thousand likes minimum on today's OTS. Make sure you guys get your super chats in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. You let us know how you felt about tonight's big dynamite, the fallout from AEW Revolution. What you loved about the show, what you're excited for going into next week's big St. Patrick's Day Slam should be awesome. So, super chats are open. We will hang out and read them all. At the end of the show. Make sure you guys hit that join button down below as well. Become channel members. Become a VIP right here on Off The Script. You guys get to sit back there with me and Jesse. And make sure you guys hit that join button. $4.99 gets you those custom emotes that you could use all in the live stream, live stream chat and the comment section. And you guys get those badges next to your name to show off your VIP status. First round is always on me. So make sure you guys join the channel and become a VIP Right here on Off The Script. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. And there's a ton of it. Monday Night Raw. We got Off The Script 420. And more to come this week, man. It's going to be a big week again, as always. So if you missed anything, everything you need is on the homepage. So go and check that out. Hit that subscribe button, uh, of, of course. Subscribe button. Turn on the bell for notifications. Follow Jesse and I on social media. You see his at right there, at Smart. I'm JD from New York. JD from NY206 on Twitter and Instagram. So make sure you guys go follow us on the Bluebird. Jesse, what's going on with your YouTube channel, man? How's the uh, AEW Dark Watchalongs coming along?
2: Fantastic, bro. We are, uh, once again, just picking up where we left off, following all of the Dark episodes, raiding the new talent. Uh, join me on Mondays and Tuesdays for Dark Watch Along. Um, Nothing fancy, nothing special. Um, We're just going to break down what we see, guys. We're going to see if we find anybody ready to be called up to Dynamite or Rampage. So Come join me Mondays, Tuesdays, about 6 p.m. Eastern, 7—I'm sorry, 6 p.m. Central, 7
0: Eastern. There you go. And make sure you guys check out my sponsor for today's show, Audible, audibletrial.com slash script. You guys get 30 days free of their service and one free audiobook of your choice best thing is you guys can sign up and within that 30 day grace period if you feel like Audible's not for you you can cancel any time in that 30 days and still get to keep your audiobook for free that's audible slash scripts so make sure you guys go and check that out i want to thank them as always for being a great friend and a sponsor right here on ots We're going to start off with the one little bit of news that came out of AEW this week, or going into Dynamite, I should say. Jesse Miro has signed on exclusively with AEW. His contract was extended. Fightful Select reported that Miro has re-signed with AEW to a four-year extension that will keep him through the start of 2026. The deal was agreed upon late in 2021, but he didn't get signed for a little while after that. His original deal was slated to expire in the spring of this year after he joined the promotion in September of 2020. It should be noted that Miro did confirm he signed the contract extension with AEW during an appearance on the Kurt Angle show, but he did not get into the specifics of the deal, and the news went under the radar at the time, which I find to be uh, quite bizarre. Uh, being that it is Miro. Miro won the TNT title last year, and he lost it to Sammy Guevara in September. He later worked the AW title eliminator tournament that he wasn't originally supposed to be in, and uh, we really haven't seen him since full gear, Jess. He's been sidelined with a hamstring injury, but he has been medically cleared to come back for a while now. Frankie Kazarian, Tony Schiavone, and the Young Bucks also recently re-signed extensions with AEW, and there is more talent who signed in 2019 that will either depart or, if Tony Khan wants, get extended when that time does come. This is a no-brainer, Jesse. I mean, I don't, even, I don't even know what else to add. This is a fucking no-brainer.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm, um, I was, I was in a search for Miro for the last few weeks, man. I've been trying to find the damn guy. I wonder if these negotiations that are reason, was the reason why he was off TV?
0: Uh, it, it's a possibility. Um, I, I don't really, I don't really know why that would be, but... You know, the hamstring injury obviously took a toll on him. He came back and worked that great match with Brian, And we haven't seen him since. But I do think when he does come back, I hope hope that he doesn't feel deflated or he just feels like kind of lost in the shuffle because there's been such a a resurgence of new talent and signings that have been joining AEW since we've last seen Miro. Do you feel like he's going to, you know, uh, I guess feel stale or... You know he's he's gonna get lost in the shuffle at some point when he returns, or is he just so good that he's just gonna come in and be as dominant as he was before he was before he actually got hurt?
3: No,
2: no. When Miro comes back, um, the heart, uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, man. When yeah. Miro comes back, he needs to be put at the top of the card because when he left, he'd already dominated the middle of the card. Yeah. So that I mean, he's done. I mean, there's there's nothing left to do. There's nothing left to go. He has no business looking for a TNT title right now. I mean, he's, he's he's moved on from that. He needs to be somewhere. I mean, I know it's crowded up there, but it doesn't matter. Miro should be up there in the world title picture when he returns, day one.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I get what you're saying about Miro probably going after the world championship. He's very capable of doing that. I think he's done the best work of his career with AEW with his last run as TNT champion. He definitely is a world-caliber pro wrestler, for sure. Very legit, very intimidating, very believable, but... Sliding him into the AEW world title picture may be a little bit difficult, man. I I, I feel like there is a pecking order when it comes to that world championship. Adam Page right now is without a challenger going into double or nothing. What do you do with Adam Page, speaking of the world championship, what do you do with Adam Page going into double or nothing? Who do you see him uh, defending that championship against in Las Vegas? And I know we talked about this, and I know I actually brought it up a a couple of weeks ago, just as uh, a what-if. Scenario and you didn't really, you didn't really agree with me. You understood it, but you didn't really agree with me because he he doesn't need it. But if you guys watch the post show scrum coming out of Revolution, CM Punk did make a mention that he does want the AW Championship. He does want to go after the AW Championship. He did say, "If I don't want the AW Championship, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here." So it looks like with him beating MJF Jesse in the dog collar match at Revolution, we may end up getting CM Punk versus Adam Page. At double or nothing, possibly. Obviously, nothing is confirmed yet. But Punk realistically could win the championship in Las Vegas. They want to hold it off and have it, you know, be done in Chicago at all at all out. I mean, they could probably do that too. But the way I see it, and I'd love your thoughts on this because I didn't really get your thoughts coming out of Revolution. I did the the post show by myself, being that it was so late. You know, MJF he obviously takes a step back here. He's got his thing with Wardlow. I, I don't think the, the the feud with CM Punk is is over yet. Because realistically they're tied one-one. What if we get Punk and Page at Double or Nothing? Punk wins the championship. He holds the title for six months, nine months, whatever the case is, and then it, it, to say we go into next year's Revolution and MJF gets his victory back, but gets not only his victory back but the the world championship over CM Punk. Can you see that as a believable possibility?
2: No. To be honest, no. Look, you gotta you gotta keep Punk strong. In which I get that it means just to. Just to hold and keep his credibility. That's why he had to win against MJF in his last match, especially with that last with the build that they had to this last one. But you don't need Punk as champion. So I get it. He can't stay strong and keep winning and but then be nowhere near the world title picture. That would that would make no sense. So would he have a match for the title? Yeah, I could see that. But putting, I think the, I don't know, I think the I think putting the title on Punk causes more problems than than anything else because for the simple fact of A, he has to lose it, so someone has to take it off of him. I mean, it has to happen, you know, obviously. But the thing is, while Punk is champion, while Punk, while CM Punk is champion, how many guys, how many guys are being passed over, stepped over, or pushed to the side so Punk could be champion? This isn't WWE, where you can make someone champion and you know, what are you going to do? Most of the card are mid-carders. No, we have a whole top echelon full of top-tier main eventers who could easily be world champion right now And we're going to put the title on the guy who doesn't need it and a part-timer. I just don't think it's necessary. I mean, I'll, look, I'm not going to say that if Punk wins the title, people are going to be pissed. I mean, it's going to be a moment. And if it's in Chicago, I'll be there and I'll be cheering.
0: I I but, I I don't I don't get what you're saying though. Like, I I get I get what you're saying, but at the same time I don't get what you're saying because if Punk is the champion, it, it would be done for MJF. So they are really building up MJF, uh, and they're taking a slow burn with MJF. And, and MJF is going to be put over in the biggest way possible by, by beating CM Punk as AEW World Champion. Punk hey, this is just, this is just, this is just a a, a theoretical uh, fucking fantasy booking situation. None of this is confirmed, no, but
2: yeah 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 no, no I know, but I get it, but. Punk already put over MJF in Chicago twice. He did it twice. He had to do it again for the title. It's not gonna make it any bigger. He already beat the best in the world in Chicago. That's like saying, that's that's like saying, well, now. Becky Lynch can put Bianca Belair over at WrestleMania. What the fuck is Becky going to do that Sasha didn't do last year? Nah, I've
0: been questioning this for fucking weeks. I don't know. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody's giving me a shred answer.
2: You know, I, I, I get it in theory, but it makes sense. But we've already not only done that, but done one better. Yeah. You know, beating Punk in Chicago, you know, and flipping off Chicago and leaving, that was as good as a championship for me, you know, for me as a fan of MJF. I mean, that that's, that's good. That's perfect. You know, he lost to Punk, ah, 50-50, it sucks, but what are you going to do? It was a fucking awesome feud, awesome match, can't fucking complain. So, to do it again, and then he beats Punk for the title. Well, come on, why does Punk have the title? I mean, really, 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 why does he have the title? So he can, so he can hand it to MJF, MJF has plenty of babyface, MJF can fucking beat Hangman and get just as much heat, just as much heat. That he as he, moved for, if, he beat, if he beat Punk in Chicago, he already beat Punk in Chicago. He's already done that.
0: Yeah, but he's got his thing with Wardlow right now. You're not gonna move. You're not gonna move MJF into the world title <laughs> picture when he's got his thing with with Wardlow coming up.
2: Yep, yep. He's gonna put him with Wardlow. Like I said, if you're gonna give Punk a title match, sure, great. I mean, let's 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 for shits and giggles, let's say it's let's say it's Hangman. Booking Hangman and Punk in a title match helps Hangman. It gets Hangman over even more. You know, I just beat Adam Cole, and now I'm facing CM Punk. Well, what are you gonna do? Have Hangman lose to Punk? That's a terrible idea. Terrible idea. Well,
0: why would that be? So why would that be? Why would that be? Why would that be, would that be, would that be, would that be bad for Adam Page? When Adam Page has had a tremendous title run so far and has beaten, has had great matches everywhere.
2: I'll re- I'll refer back to this again. Remember when Punk was WWE champion on a hot streak, and they had him lose to The Rock. What does, Why? That have,
0: what does that have to do with anything?
2: Punk's a returning superstar, a legend. He does not need to be world champion, especially over a young up-and-coming champion like Hangman Adam Page.
0: Yeah, but it, we're, we're building MJF up, though, bro. MJF? how Building him up to what? To be the top heel? To take the he, title off of his hero.
2: But he he is already the top heel in the company. Build him up to what? the biggest heel on the strategy? I mean, he's already at the top of his fucking division. There is no bigger heel in this company or in the world of wrestling bigger than, you know, the MJF right now. What does he build up to what?
0: So what do we do with Paige? You put somebody like Miro against Paige going into double or nothing?
2: We can do, I mean, I would do Miro and Paige. Miro should be coming back. I mean, he should come back and work himself up to the title. I'm not saying come back and put him in a title match. But put bring her back and in you know, a few weeks, a few months, yeah, we'll we'll see about a world title picture. But I just don't see Hangman losing that title to Punk. There's so much, there's, there's so many other things. Okay, why not lose it to Adam Cole? And we'll work our way around and get around to a punk match. Why put Hangman in the spot with, with Punk so that Punk can win and people get pissed, that he just beat the young baby face champion?
0: Well, I don't think Adam Cole really needs the world title right now because he's going to be something, he's going to be in something that is probably going to be more important uh, in the time that it happens than the world championship. This feud is going to be big. It may actually end up result in, resulting in being blood and guts by, by the end of it all with the elite and uh, the undisputed era. So nobody know. I mean, they don't need the world championship. He doesn't need the world championship. It's the same reason why the Young Bucks didn't win the tag team championships or Reg Reagan didn't win the tag team championships. It's not needed. <laughs>
2: They don't need well well Red Dragons gonna
0: need it eventually. Well like I hear yeah, they, they yes, they will they yeah. will get the both of those teams again will be tag team yeah. champions, I'm sure, but not right now.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, the yeah, uh Red Dragons, but the Bucks don't. I don't I I just look it maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. I just don't think that CM Punk needs the AEW world title right now. I think it'll be the equivalent of a big name part-timer coming over and becoming world champion while all these other guys have been humping it for years trying to get to this spot just for Punk to get the title and put it on MJF. He's already had a major feud with MJF and he's already put him over in Chicago. Yeah. It's already done that.
0: Listen, man, you know, we 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 could talk about this, why it makes sense, why it doesn't make sense. Um I, I wanted to get your opinion on that. I don't know where we go with the world championship. I know Miro should definitely be in the upper echelon of world championship contenders. It's gonna be a very interesting situation to see what Tony Khan does. It's very early still. It's not even uh we're not even halfway through March yet. Uh what Tony Khan does go uh, and do for double or nothing. So we will see what happens. I, I me personally, I, I don't mind giving CM Punk the world championship because it, it's it's C M Punk.
2: You know, let me ask you this: See, everybody know everybody in chat talking shit, but then like a month or uh, two ago, I was stupid. Then now everybody's kissing my ass about the fucking Cody thing. 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 But watch this though. So, all right, so Punk, Punk beats MJ. A uh, uh, Punk beats Hangman. Is that what you want to go with this? And have Hang and then have Hangman lose to Punk and have Punk face MJ why would you have Hangman Page lose to CM Punk, babyface on babyface?
0: Well, CM Punk said if he beats MJF, he's going after the world title. Why not? It's because he said it. Well, I mean, it definitely puts him in contention. Uh, it's listen, bro. At the end of the day, it's it's not going to be something that we can continue to ignore. Yeah, we, 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 mean, can't, it, we can't ignore it, man. It's going to happen. This is, you know, CM Punk is not a part-timer. He's not Edge. He's not, he's not Brock Lesnar. This is, this is full-time CM Punk. This, well,
2: that's okay. well, that's another thing. So, so so Punk is not a part-timer. Is that, that, that's what you're saying.
0: Yes, Punk is not a part-timer, no. Does Punk wrestle every week? Punk doesn't wrestle every week, but Punk is a, a very integral part of the show weekly, except for this week. Well, obviously, after the dog collar match, I can see why. But he's there, bro, he's there weekly, bro. Yeah. Bro, is Punk a full-time wrestler or not? He's not a full-time wrestler, but he's a full-time employee of AEW.
2: Yeah, he's a full-time employee. So he's yeah. a part-timer, but a full-timer. Which one is it? Is he a full-time wrestler or not?
0: Punk is not a part-timer, bro. Okay. Punk is tell not to a the, part-timer. So that's the
2: guys who have to work week in and week out, Rampage, Dynamite, Dark, and everything else. But Punk has dates. Punk has, Punk, Punk has a ring limit, dude. That, that guy has a bump counter. He's a part timer.
0: He's not out there full time all the time. Well, he's there every week. He's backstage every week. He's not ho- he's not home in Chicago. He doesn't, he doesn't come flying in when Tony Khan requests him. He's, he's there every week. He's a full timer.
2: For the most part, he's been full time in the middle of this build. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't see Punk as a full timer, bro. I see, I see everybody who wrestles every week as a full timer. I, I don't. I don't think Punk is on a Brock Lesnar type schedule. I'm not saying he's that bad, but I don't see him as a full time wrestler. Punk has said himself he's on a bump counter.
0: Like I said, it's going to be a very interesting discussion when we see what Tony Khan does with the AEW Championship. Miro, again, at the end of it all, should definitely be in contention at some point this year. So I'm very excited for when he comes back. Uh, When he comes back, that is to be determined, but he is cleared to go and ready to come back when uh, Tony Khan needs him. Dustin Dustin
2: Rhodes is a full-time AEW employee.
0: Yes, he is. Is he a full-time wrestler? No, he's not. Neither is Punk. Yes, but Dustin Rhodes is nearing 60 years old. Punk is at the end of his career. He said it himself.
3: All right. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. It's
2: not my guessing. He said it himself.
3: All right. He, he, I, I mean he even eluded
0: elu- to winding himself down at the scroll. It's 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 something that we are not, bro. If I if I have seen if I'm Tony Khan, if I'm if I'm running AEW and Tony Khan didn't exist, bro, I'm not ignoring CM Punk as a world champion in three years <laughs> i got him. Man. I'm not I'm not ignoring it, man. It's gonna, it's gonna happen.
2: it's nah, gonna happen. I don't know if it I don't know if it's um I don't know if it'll be about you know, Tony won it. What if something that Punk wants? What if Punk wants to he be? He said that, it at the say, scrum,
0: though. He wants the world championship. I know what he said on camera. I Man, you ever heard of kayfabe?
1: Um.
2: What's he supposed to say in front of the damn camera? I'm just here to not win the championship. What the fuck is he supposed to say in front of the camera?
0: All right, let's move on, please. We'll find. We'll find <laughs> another reason to argue about this fucking three weeks from now. Ah. Chris Jericho. He shows up. He looks great. I think he found the fountain of fucking youth somewhere. He looks better and better every time I see him. He looks fantastic. Jericho, he's in the ring, and he is wanting to address this Eddie Kingston situation. He said at Revolution, it was one of the greatest nights of his career, despite losing and still having a sore throat. He said it was one of the best matches he's had in his career and one of the best matches he's had in AEW. I think, Jesse, that the match with Eddie Kingston is definitely Chris Jericho's best match, at least, in AEW. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, he's in in his best shape. How could it not be, you know? Yeah. He thanked Eddie Kingston. He said Eddie awakened something in him that wasn't, or he wasn't sure was still there. He said he was frustrated and angry when he refused to shake his hand. He said he deserves his respect, so tonight he wants to pay debt to Kingston. He asked Eddie Kingston to come out, and that's exactly what happened. Kingston's in the ring. He says, listen, I want everybody to be quiet. I'm going to get really deep here. He says he didn't want to show up on Sunday because he wanted to go out and drink and let the poison that's been eating at him for years do it again. He so said Jericho got in his head, and when he asked if he could be- beat him in the big one, it, it-, it just sat with him. He-, he started doubting himself. He listed the big wrestlers in AEW that he's lost to, such as Moxley, Brian, Miro, and CM Punk. He says he was afraid. Some fan chanted, what? And he pointed at the fan and asked uh, for the fan to show some respect. My man Steve Austin ain't here, so relax, Eddie Kingston says, going off script. He said, what gave him the courage was four separate people telling him they didn't end themselves because they read his Players' Tribune article. Says he went back to his hotel room and cried, and he wanted to make those people proud. Kingston got choked up, sounded like he was going to cry, and said, for those people who were at the Fan Fest, I hope I did you proud. He said, "Now they go to the other issue." He told Jericho the handshake wasn't for him. Said he needed it to win the match, but the handshake was for Jericho. He asked, "What's wrong with him?" He said, "Him refusing to shake his hand sounded like a Jericho problem, not like an Eddie Kingston problem." Said he looked up to him because he went to battle with the eight, uh, the great Eddie Guerrero and the great Dean Malenko. Kingston said, "Jericho is still the man and still number one, but is that enough to fill the hole in his chest?" That makes him not want to shake his hand and show respect to the guys like him who looked up to Jericho. Jericho said, listen, everything you're saying is right. And I couldn't sleep the last two nights. I respect you, he says Eddie Kingston, and thanked him for giving him one of the best matches of his career. He asked to shake his hand. Kingston shook his hand. and all of a sudden, Danny Garcia and 2.0 walk out to the ring, and they start attacking Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. Shivani said that these three guys always ruin so many good moments. So then out comes Santana and Ortiz. They try and save the day. They came out with baseball bats. Uh, Jericho was there, and he was holding his neck because the bump that he took in the match against Kingston obviously was still hurting him, so he was attacked on his neck. And Ortiz, 2.0, Garcia, all these guys, Santana, all brawling in there. And Jericho, Jesse, started to look conflicted. So Hager ran out, and... Everything that had happened with the inner circle, we 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 felt that there was going to be an issue that was going to tear them apart. Jericho turned on his boys here and he started beating Santana and Ortiz with the baseball bat. Hager ran out. He looked conflicted. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know whether the side were proud and powerful or Chris Jericho, what's going on here? He ended up signing with Chris Jericho. So Hager is in it with Jericho here and the... New group, like I said, is now the Jericho Appreciation Society. And Jericho said, now that's entertainment, as he posed with 2.0, Danny Garcia and Jake Hager. What do you think of this super group here, Jesse? We got Jericho leading the charge with all these guys now, the young 2.0, the young Danny Garcia. Is it going to work like it did for Santana Ortiz, Sammy Guevara in the inner circle in this new Jericho Appreciation Society?
2: It'll work. It it has nothing to do but but work. Um, All all it's going to do is get more eyes on 2.0 and Danny Garcia, which is exactly what they need. Um, They need the eyes on 2.0 for their promo ability and their their characters and their gimmicks, and you need more eyes on Danny Garcia's uh, wrestling. Um, I thought they might go ahead and put them with um, Brian and Mox Maybe they, you know, nixed that one. It looks like they teased it, but maybe they're just going to go a different direction. And I can see this one too. Jericho has gotten everyone over that he's worked with. So um, I don't see this one being anything but a positive for 2.0.
0: Yeah, this is going to be great for 2.0. I think they're going to feed a lot off of Jericho. Danny Garcia, everybody's so high on him already. Uh, Having him stand next to Jericho, hopefully he he ends up the same way that Sammy Guevara ended up when uh, Guevara was enlisted to be in the inner circle. But what this also does is it sets up Jericho and 2.0, or Jericho, Hager, and Danny Garcia versus Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful, another two trios teams right there, like I mentioned, that uh, could easily vie for those trios championships when they are indeed born on AEW television. I, I like this. Jericho... Um, you know, props to Jericho, man. He looks—he looks fucking. Uh, he almost looked like he was ten years younger tonight. I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but I hope he continues doing it. Uh, I know we wanted to get uh, in better shape for the Eddie Kingston match. It, it worked wonders for him. I thought the match was absolutely fantastic as an open for Revolution. It was Jericho's best match in AEW period. It was probably the best I've saw of Jericho since the uh, Wrestle Kingdom show where he wrestled Kenny Omega. So Jericho is doing some great things. and It's crazy, Jesse. We, we said that Jericho could probably take a couple of months off off of television and just go away for a little bit because he was kind of overbearing on television. Now, this slight transformation and everybody's talking about how great Jericho is. And now he's ready. Now he's getting ready to put over these young kids in 2.0 and, and Danny Garcia. And now it's kind of, you know, flipped the table with Jericho. Now people really are, are starting to look at Jericho in a different light after so many people wanted him to go away.
2: Yeah, no, 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 And we,
0: we, 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 we were two of those guys. Him, yeah. We were two of those guys. We're guilty of it.
2: Yeah, I was, I, was, I was right here with you leading the charge. He should go away, take some time, do some stuff. But, you he, he know, he decided to stay on, took a couple of weeks, got in shape. And here he is now. And now, now we're booking him to get another team over, man. He's,
0: he's doing big stuff, man. And props to Jericho on that one. Let me ask you, is Jericho a part-timer? Jericho <laughs> part-timer, I would say. I would now say now I'm gonna right? now I'm gonna bust your balls the whole show, man.
2: I say I would say sorta. Of, yeah, <laughs> Is
0: Jericho a part-time.
2: He wrestles about as much as Punk.
0: I don't know, man. Jericho's a full-time yeah. guy, bro.
2: Well, yeah, he's not a part-time employee, bro. He's a full-time employee of the company.
0: Of course. Speaking of full-time, Adam Page, he's the full-time AEW world champion. We got this match signed, sealed, and delivered just an hour or two before Dynamite Tony Khan announced that Dante Martin was going to wrestle for the AEW World Championship. Now, many people are probably wondering why. Uh, He apparently, Jesse, was ranked number two in the AEW rankings. So we got this match. It it went only about seven minutes, and it was uh, very good. Adam Page is doing tremendous as the AEW World Champion. He's been having banger after banger matches and he's doing great as the, uh, the guy in AEW. So we got some chain wrestling at the start here between these two guys. Dante put together some nice offense like he usually does. He's very dynamic, very explosive. And Page shrugged off some chops. He turned a crossbody into a fallaway slam after a couple of shots. He then hit his springboard apron lariat. And Dante started to make a comeback after the lariat. Gamangiri, missile drop kick. He went for a cover, got a two count. He landed a high kick on the apron, followed by... One of those big moonsaults, and Page counted another dropkick into a powerbomb on Dante Martin. He went for a cover, only got a two count off the powerbomb. Page wanted a buckshot, Dante recovered, and they had this little rapid fire exchange where they were missing moves and ducking moves and bobbing and weaving out of the way. Page eventually, after all of this, hit the buckshot lariat for the win, turned Dante Martin inside out, one, two, three, very academic. Adam Page was not losing the world championship to Dante Martin. So he gets another victory after defeating Adam Cole at Revolution on Sunday. After the match, Shivani is in the ring. He said at Revolution he took Adam Cole to the limits. And Shivani was asking about the match. Page, instead of talking about Adam Cole, he invited Dante Martin back to the ring, who was already halfway up the ramp. He wanted to congratulate him for making it all the way to the world title. You are going to make it back here. I know your brother Darius just got back, but you did the unthinkable while he was out for over a year. You, you worked your way to the AEW Championship. You're going to make it back here, and when you do, I'm going to be glad to do it again. Now, something like this, Jesse, is so very simple and effective to me. I love shit like this. Adam Page has been doing tremendous work as the world champion, and somebody like Dante Martin, who's like, 22, 23 years old, he's in this role and been fighting for himself pretty much for over a year without his brother he gets a world championship match and in that first match he gets the eye of the world champion here Adam page and Adam page is heavily endorsing him what does that do for Dante Martin when you got Adam page the world champion speaking in front of these people and putting him over the way that he did tonight it's a fucking great thing for him
1: yeah it felt
2: like it felt like a clip that will be um that'll be revisited you know, in a, a few years down the line, they'll bring it back up. And, you know, when it's, when it's actually uh, on the table to be a title match, it could be it could be down the road after Hangman already loses the title and gets it back and then is back on top and then they'll replay that pro. It'll be something that's going to come back up at a later date.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to see what uh, Top Flight does as far as the tag team uh, is concerned in AEW. But, uh, you know, Dante Martin, I think everybody kind of knows he's He's done the unthinkable. It's very difficult for half of your tag team to be, you know, broken away due to injury. You, you can't help that shit. And he, and, he, and he just went about his business, and it made him such a better individual, better in-ring performer. And it's a great thing to see. He's now, he's now a known name on AEW television, whereas when these kids first debuted, you know, they were impressive, but nobody knew who they were. And now everybody knows who Dante Martin is, who watches AEW television. It's a great thing to see. So well, that's, a, it, it,
2: that, that's, the, that's also a testament to the aggressive booking of, yeah. of Tony Khan. You know, it's, it's easy to say, well, your partner's out, you know, let's just, you know, sit you back. And it, it's almost like if, if, if Darius would have stayed that there's no way Martin would be as high as he is right now. I mean, I mean, so the injury may have been a blessing in disguise for, for Dante Martin because I don't see him getting this singles round without that injury to Darius.
0: Is Dante Martin a full-time AEW employee? Yes, he is. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Yes, he did. Adam Cole, baby. He comes out. He says, for the love of God, please shut your damn mouth. He said he proved on Sunday he is not untouchable. He said he got a fluke victory over him, did page. He said anybody can get lucky once, and next time they wrestle, he won't get lucky like that again. He said they can put it to the test. Hangman, if you're up for it, I want you to pick any two partners, and he'll be joined by two wrestlers who know him better than he knows himself. I don't know if this is Red Dragon or the Young Bucks at this point. I'm assuming it's going to be Red Dragon. I'm going to make your life an absolute living hell. Your days as AEW World Champion are numbered, and I will not stop until I get what I want. So are we going to get another Adam Cole versus Adam Page match out of this, Jesse, or or, or are we kind of done with this for now? Uh, between these two guys for the AEW title, Adam Cole just told you what the fuck he's doing. What, what, what I know, but listen, man, out. there's that big fucking looming uh, dark cloud called Kenny Omega who's going to be back eventually. I don't think Kenny no, Omega's no. going to allow Adam Cole to get to that point, bro. Uh,
2: he didn't. He didn't say Kenny. He said Hangman. He said he wants what Hangman is.
0: That's what he said. Yeah, he got, yes, I, and I want. I want. I want, a, I want a beautiful fucking beachside mansion, bro. That doesn't mean I'm going to get it. Yeah, well, but wait, but wait.
2: Punk said he's gonna be world champion, and he took that as law. Well, it's gonna happen. Well, well, Adam Cole said he's gonna be champion. There's nothing he can do. It. I mean, so which one do you want to believe? So is Adam Cole a
0: part-time performer? Nope, okay. full-time, okay. buddy.
2: Okay. okay. I see. Place. I see Adam Cole on Rampage, on the Dark. You know, all around the board. I see Punk at pay per views That's about it.
0: I, I, I don't mind another match between Cole and, and Page. I, I thought what they did at, uh, at Revolution was tremendous. Um, I, I just don't think that... Uh, maybe we do get it, and then that's when we see Kenny Omega return. I, I don't think Adam Cole's going to win the World Championship right now. Like I said, it, it's not needed in what is about to happen with the elite and the Undisputed Era guys. I, I don't think that's going to happen right now with the World Championship. I, I, I Listen, Adam Cole's the World Champion on uh, on my roster any day of the week. But uh, now, well, Adam, this year, no. Adam
2: Cole, Adam Cole and Hangman are both involved with the elite storyline and kidney coming back. So whether Cole wins the title or not, that title is already wrapped up into that feud.
0: It is. It is. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with any of those guys, because I think punk is winning the title at double or nothing. There you go. Could be. That's just me. But I like this. Uh, Cole, always great on the microphone. Very believable. Adam page, uh, still the world champion after beating Dante Martin in a nice seven minute match to open the show. John wait, just, uh,
2: wait, just for reference, though. So the elite does not need the world title.
0: now, But
2: a Punk and MJF match needs the fucking world title.
0: Yes. Okay. Absol- absolutely. Moving on. Yes. Because okay. it's going to help MJF ascent to the heights of superstardom. He'll be at the top of superstardom in all, world, all of the, the, the pro wrestling world. After he beats Punk. He'll be a god. He'll be Roman Reigns, bro. That's the goal. Is MJF a part-time AEW superstar, bro? I, I, I can't I can't tell. Can you tell me?
2: Can't be the top
0: heel in the world. Be a part-time, man. There you go. Just wanted to know, man. just wanted to make sure. There you go. John Moxley. John Moxley and Brian Danielson with William Regal. They went up against the work horsemen. J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. These uh I didn't know that these guys had a tag team on the indies. Apparently, uh, I found something new today or found out something new today. J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. J.D. Drake, obviously, a part of the wingmen. Peter Avalon and Cesar Benoni and uh, Dolph Ziggler's brother. You know, Dolph Ziggler is the new NXT champion. Jesse thought it was an early April Fool's joke. Dolph Ziggler is the new NXT champion.
2: So this this is a you thing. You're behind this practical fucking joke I'm seeing on
0: Twitter. Is that what it is? Bro, this is real life.
2: Okay, ha ha ha. This Don't is real life, one.
0: bro. Braun Breaker was not pinned though. Tommaso I, Ciampa was pinned. Uh, Braun Breaker uh, actually may be doomed, man. This may this may mean Braun Breaker's is getting called up to uh, Bruce's fucking penthouse. So uh,
2: that sounds great, man.
0: What, Dolph Ziggler, man? Dolph Ziggler's a great wrestler. Is, is, is Dolph Ziggler a full time WWE employee, bro? I can't tell. Bro, this
2: joke has gone too far.
0: <laughs> Clearly, you put your people up to that. I saw the
2: Photoshop images out there, I saw the fake videos. <laughs> I even saw the fake crowd they put in there. I mean, that's, Dolph Ziggler is not the next
0: champion. Well, apparently, he is.
2: He's, he's not.
0: I don't know, man. I don't make the decisions down there.
2: The Spirit Squad.
0: I don't so make the straight. decisions down there, man.
2: Let me get this straight. So, 2.0 comes about, and all of a sudden, our women's champion is
0: Mandy Rose, and the world champion is Dolph fucking Ziggler. Yep. Okay. Moving on. Aren't you glad you you don't watch NXT anymore, bro? Uh, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did they do to that show, man? Jesus oh fucking my Christ. God. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I think Dolph is great, but a world championship for Dolph Ziggler? The fuck did they yeah. take it off Breaker for, only to put it back on him during WrestleMania weekend? It doesn't make any sense to me. That's what I mean, bro. Dolph's a part-timer, too. I guess so, man. I don't know. Listen, J.D. Drake, the fake J.D. over here, J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. Anthony Henry was also NXT. He got fired along with the uh, Nick Khan budget cut list. And uh, this one went three minutes. Very one-sided here. Moxley and Danielson win. We got their uh, tag team match out of the way. This new super team of Moxley and Brian defeated uh, J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. Uh, LaBelle lock by Brian on uh, Mr. Drake, and that was it. Shivani in the ring. He was all over the place today. He interviewed Lord William Regal. Regal's in there. He looks dapper as always said that he thought they'd never do this again. It's been 29 years since he first came to America, and they were on TBS together. Time has flown by, he says. He's now 53, and he's lived more than a hard life through battles in the ring and with himself. said he probably got about 12 years until the wife is pushing him to the sunny window to look outside in a wheelchair. He then said he's not long for this world. Whatever the hell that meant. Don't know why he had to say that, but... uh, William Regal will be back around for a very long time. He got uh, very sentimental with uh, Mr. Shivani, and he then put his hand on Shivani's shoulder and then got very emotional because Shivani actually helped him in more ways than he could ever imagine when he first got to the country. He welled up, and he said he was one of the first people who helped him when he first got here. And he started crying legitimately in the ring next to Tony Schiavone. So heartfelt moment, heartwarming moment here for William Regal and Tony Schiavone. And then he says, enough being nice. So he's no longer required in his old job. Ha ha ha. Their loss, Bruce. Don't know how you fucking fire William Regal from NXT, but I don't run things down there. And for two months, he sat at home and completely checked out of the industry for the first time since he started. He said he then heard that Danielson had mentioned his name on Dynamite. He says he had to go and watch AEW. He said Danielson is his great friend of 21 years, and he found out he was scheduled to face Moxley. He said the only reason most people know him is because of Danielson, and because Danielson kept mentioning his name in Ring of Honor and any other promotion he he ended up going to. He told Moxley he's going to get to him in a moment. He said if someone wants to work hard, he'll make them a better pro wrestler, and that's exactly what he's going to do for AEW. He said he will sit with Danielson, and he would tell him what to do and what not to do, and he saved him 10 years of his career. He said Danielson is the perfect professional wrestler, and that is a legit shoot. Danielson smiled. He talked about how hard of a worker Danielson was when training. He says he became everything he could have been because you don't have the problems I had. He then turned to Moxley and said he met him 11 years ago. For a whole year, they put psychological and physical problems on each other that would make the devil die he said it was time for him to come along when he heard that they were going to knock the stuffing out of each other at Revolution. He said he thought what better could this younger generation of wrestlers need than this perfect pairing of Moxley and Brian Daniels. He said that's why this team is together. He looked at the camera and said, whoever is in the ring with these two, you better step up or you guys are going to get stepped on. William Regal, Jesse, I know uh, you have a, a very uh, a very big heart for William Regal. Everybody does. I mean, WWE looks like a bunch of fucking complete nimrods for firing somebody like William Regal with all of the knowledge that this man possesses. William Regal can talk. I probably could have listened to him for another 10 minutes. You know, I, I would have loved to hear him. You know, anyway, I was I was glad that uh, he was going to be on the show. I didn't really think we were going to get uh, a full-blown promo from him tonight. I'm glad we did. Uh, I love the way he described why this team was together. We got an explanation. We got that heartfelt moment of him and Shivani, him being back on television, him taking a, a nice little dig, saying that he's not required in his old job anymore. We got a little bit of everything in here, man. It was just great to hear William Regal speak, and it was great to see William Regal just throw himself into the world of professional wrestling again because this this is where he belongs. And the the positives of him being here, I mean, they. I don't think there is a negative. They they outweigh anything that you could possibly imagine. I can't think of one single negative. No, not one. Um, I I would I would
2: easily believe that absolutely everyone in that locker room is, is either thrilled that he's there or excited to find out why everyone is thrilled that he's there if they don't already know him personally. Um it just feels like a feel-good moment, man. It feels like if it, it feels like I was in that fucking backstage area when Regal got there and saw all of his fucking his pupils, all his fucking students all around them and all giving them embrace. I can I could just I could just visualize it right now. I would have loved to have fucking
1: been there, man.
0: Yeah, I, I would have loved to feel the energy backstage when uh, when William Regal walked back through that curtain after he made his debut on Revolution Sunday night. It, it's it's such... I, I said this on Sunday when I did my post show. This is probably the biggest signing that Tony Khan has done all year, so far. And it, yeah, it's I'll it's going to be one of the biggest ones looking back at everybody that he brought in. This is going to be one of the biggest signings uh, that Tony Khan has made for AEW. There's so much positive about this move, and... I said it on Sunday as well. I know AEW doesn't do the GM or the fucking uh, the authority figure on television. We all know Tony Khan is the, the guy, and uh, he's made that very well known. But if there is an authority figure that is ever needed, or if they want to go into that, uh, that, that, that role for, for AEW, William Regal is the only one that, that I would accept in that role. Because he was the perfect GM, Jesse. And I know you and I watched NXT at one hour. The guy barely made his fucking presence known on the show. We knew he was there. He didn't have to be on the show. He never made the show about himself like WWE usually does with their GMs. He, he was the perfect GM, probably the best GM in all of WWE history for any show.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I 100% agree. And Regal is the best signing that A, that Khan has done this year, um, will be for the whole year. I don't think he's going to sign anybody bigger and if he hadn't signed Punk just last year he'd be the biggest signing of all time in AEW.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you, do you see William Regal possibly having a role with the new Ring of Honor? I know Tony Khan says he's going to be booking that show by uh you know himself he's going to be the lead booker but you know William Regal would fit right in there. You know I mentioned on uh on OTS when I talked about this about Tony Khan probably spreading himself thin I don't know how much of a good idea it is for Tony Khan to take booking duties for Ring of Honor. We don't even know what he's going to do with Ring of Honor, but he's going to be Lee booker over there, Lee booker for Dynamite. Is Tony Khan going to be wearing himself thin, Jesse? And could he benefit from putting a William Regal in a, in a managerial role like that over there? Or maybe maybe going out and get Samoa Joe and have Samoa Joe affiliated with the new Ring of Honor? There are a couple of names out there that could probably lighten the workload for Tony Khan so he doesn't spread himself thin uh, for his baby, which is obviously AEW. That's the reason why
2: Regal was brought in. He just didn't come out and announce it and say it. I mean, I, I think that's even even if it stays the way that Tony says he's going to be the only, you know, the only Booker. It's hard to believe that he he, he has William Regal right there next to him, but he's not using him as a as as a counsel, you know, as a, as a right hand man, as is, as as his Bruce, you know, especially as it as it pertains to ROH. I mean, it'd be a waste. It'd be a waste of resources, an absolute waste of resources. And speaking of ROH, where did where did Santana and Ortiz come from right before AEW Impact? In fact, it wasn't ROH? No. Were they ROH? Were they were they LAX and ROH?
0: I, I don't think so. I'm not I'm not really familiar with Ring of Honor. I I didn't really watch any any Ring of Honor.
2: Cuz I was wondering how come they can't get their name back.
0: LAX? Yeah. I think that's an impact thing. I think impact I is trademarked and copyrighted by uh, by impact.
2: It's an impact. I thought yeah. it was the ROH thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay.
0: but I, I do see William Regal doing the Ring of Honor thing. Uh, another thing I was yeah. thinking about, Jesse, too, you know, a lot of people say, oh, Tony Khan, all, all these signings and whatnot. We talked about this. Uh, we talked about it last week when, when Tony Khan announced he did buy Ring of Honor. Uh, there's going to be a lot of AEW talent uh, being used over there that's not really being used on Dynamite and they're going to be using Ring of Honor as a developmental system. You know, bringing in somebody like a Samoa Joe, getting Jay Lethal back over there probably. I know you want uh, them boys over here. You know, you're going to get uh, the Briscoes over here eventually. And they even mentioned or, 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 Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. Now let's get the the feud with FDR going. You know, they they yeah. want it. It's going to happen. You know, I, I was I was thinking about this too. What, what about Cesaro? You know, a lot of people are like, oh, Cesaro would be great in AEW. Imagine Tony Khan signing Cesaro and making him the figurehead of fucking Ring of Honor.
2: There you go. You know, I was I was one of the guys saying I don't I don't know I don't think Cesaro would fit in the AEW.
0: Crowded, it, it, They have a bunch of Cesaro's ROH. Yes, that would be and amazing. So how many how many people how many people claim that he is a world champion caliber professional wrestler? Imagine him being the first Ring of Honor. Imagine him versus Jonathan Gresham, bro, for the for the ROH World Title. Give it to me. I mean, give it to me. Holy shit! You know? Yes. Claudio over in ROH, dude, and you'd know
2: once he gets up and running, you'd know Brian Danielson's going over there oh. to do some fucking matches. Whether it's oh. going to be as himself or as in a, as a mass luchador again, this is he's going to be in ROH.
0: This is exciting. I'm I'm very excited to see what Tony Khan does. I hope he doesn't spread himself. thin. you know, I don't want to yeah. see him get burned down. I mean, maybe he's maybe he's on the same Vince McMahon fucking sleep schedule, man. Zero. I, I don't I don't even think these guys are fucking human, to be honest with you. So I hope he doesn't spread himself thin. We'll see what happens. Uh, William Regal, I do think, is going to be a major aspect of AEW television. I'm so happy to see him back on television. I I would love to see what the feeling is in that locker room, bro. When he walked into the locker room uh, at Revolution to see Adam Cole and Keith Lee and all those NXT guys that he was just with not even a fucking year ago, man, all all reunited backstage in AEW, man. I I wonder what I would love to be a fly on the wall with those fucking conversations.
2: Think about it, man. Not only that. The creativity, the ideas they may have had that they couldn't get past Vince, you know, even while they had Triple H, you know, there was still stuff they had to run by Vince. You know, now they have the creative freedom. Who's to say what we're going to get from Swerve, Mm -hmm. Keith Lee, Adam Cole. The Red Dragon. These are all, these are all William Regal's boys. All <laughs> this of this
0: is them. what made NXT the best fucking show every week. And now they're man. all reunited. It's so fucking crazy how everything works out, man. We need
2: Matt Bloom. Give me Matt Bloom and Sarah Armando. We need we need them over here too. Don't worry, they'll be fired
0: soon enough. Yeah, really good. I mean, not that they get fired, but I'm sure if they do get fired, they have a home. Pack, he was with uh, Penta and Alex Abrahantes against Wheeler Utah. I like the fact that they announced this match during the show. Tony Khan said that the uh, world title match between Anna Page and Dante Martin was nowhere near the 60 minute time limit, so he had time to fill, and he gave us Pack versus Wheeler Utah. This was pretty much uh, one sided here. This was a nice showcase for Pack. Pack was uh, dominating. Uta tried to make a little bit of a comeback with a released German followed it up with a to- uh, top rope crossbody. Pack hit a German into a bridge. Avalanche, brain by Pack off the top rope. Brutalizer for the submission. And that was pretty much it. Pack versus Buddy Matthews, or Penta versus Buddy Matthews. TK, give it to me, bro. Inject me, bro. Come on. No Malachi Black, no Buddy Matthews, no Brody King on this show. No House of Black. A lot, of, a lot of missing, you know, talent coming out of Revolution. But again, it just shows the roster depth of AEW it does to fill this show and how great it was tonight. Pack gets the victory. Nice showcase. No, nothing, uh, nothing really over the top here, Jesse with Pack, but more Pack on TV, please.
2: Absolutely, man. I mean, I don't know what's going on with that guy. Why he's, you know, you know, here and now. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's travel issues. I mean, I'm sure it is. But I mean, when he's here, he's money, man. I kind of want to see him go solo though, and they got him. They got in a faction as well. He, he's always a solo renegade normally.
0: Yeah, I, he's somebody I could see in the TNT title hunt. I'm sure. I'm surprised he's not. He's not there as of now, you know. But uh, you know, listen, those trio championships, Pack, Penta, and Phoenix when they come back, man. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. So Pack will be uh, Pack will be a, a very big pivotal part of that uh, that trios. Tag team title hunt for sure. Backstage, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly with Bobby Fish and the Young Bucks. So the elite is all together. Cole said they all came up short on Sunday. The Bucks bickered back and forth with O'Reilly and Fish blaming each other as to why they didn't win the tag team championships. Cole addressed Hangman by looking into the camera and said his partners live rent free in your head. And... He said they are his very best friends. Matt Jackson said it's a match against Hangman, or if it's a match against Hangman, count them out. So they will not wrestle. Adam Page, they will not team with Adam Cole. So Cole says he wasn't going to pick them anyway. He called them both dummies. O'Reilly and Fish told them to grow up, and O'Reilly and Fish are going to be Cole's partners against Adam Page and whomever he chooses to be his tag team partners. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be somebody in the dark order. You guys in the dark order. Who else could could it be at that point, Jesse? You know? Is it gonna be somebody in the dark order? Maybe uh maybe that's Evil Uno Stu Grayson, Johnny Hungry, and uh Cole Cabana, somebody. Who, who who's it gonna be? 10.
2: 10. 10.
0: ten. Number 10's a nice choice, to yeah. Number 10, Preston Vance. Yeah, there you go. So no. that that's coming up Harlan, uh, I believe it's, next it's, week. it's Harlan, it's Harlan's birthday, Parker Boudreau. Parker Boudreau. it's his birthday.
2: Yeah. Happy birthday. I- how does he know? Oh, happy birthday to um, Aubrey Evers too. Happy birthday, Aubrey. How does how does how does Harlan know Juicy J? How does he know Three Six Mafia?
0: Bro, Parker Boudreaux is a fucking savage beast, bro. He knows everybody.
2: How does he know these
0: fucking people? I don't know, man. I tell you what, he's doing his thing. Good for him. I don't. Know, I don't this? even know. I don't even know how. I don't even know any of the people you just mentioned to me. I don't know. Dude, he looks. A damn skinhead. He's hanging out with Juicy J and 3-6 Mafia? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm so confused. Marvez, I'm confused here, man. I don't know what happened here with FTR and Tully Blanchard. Dax was saying pro wrestling has always been his first love until he married his wife and until his baby girl was born. Said he teaches her to stand up for herself. He began to address the Bucks and Red Dragon. Tully says they got involved with them. They were supposed to be going after the tag team championships. Tully said he understands family, but they need to focus on winning the tag team titles the second time. Cash said this is about family. And they then fired, Jesse, Cash and Dax fired Tully Blanchard. So it looks like he is now out of his managerial services with FTR. Why did this happen? Did you hear anything about Tully Blanchard and uh, him moving on from AEW? Maybe it's a contract thing. Why would they get rid of Tully when he fits so perfectly with FTR?
2: I have no idea, but I hope it's
0: not why I think it is. That's all I'm gonna say with that. I'm not putting this out there in the fucking universe. What does it have to do with? Does it have to do with his daughter? I I'll say it, I'll say it for you. Does it have to do with Tessa Blanchard? I don't know. It, no, it does not. There. There. Okay. I answered. Okay. It does not. Okay. Nope. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. Then. Nope. Nope. Nope.
2: Nope. Tully got old and he went home and retired. That's what it was. That's okay.
0: what happened. Well, there you go. Maybe he'll find another tag team to uh, go and uh, go and manage. I don't know.
2: I, it's the only reasonable thing I could think of. Either Tully's gone or they have something more important for Tully to do. And the only thing I could think of would be
0: that person you mentioned. Imagine Tessa Blanchard coming in for the women's division, bro, and Tully managing her. Sounds like a good sounds like a good deal to me. Interesting. Time heals all wounds, bro. Yeah. Yes, this very true. Also, apologies. You know. But we'll see. Yeah. No, well, well, <laughs> you know, we haven't got one of those yet, but uh, I, 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 I'm not her, so I don't know. Yeah. Matt Hardy. He was in the ring with Private Party standing behind him, facing Andrade and Jose. Butcher and Blade were standing between them. Hardy is here to address the Hardy family office dilemma. So Hardy told Andrade that he heard he came out here to fire him from the company. He started. He says he wants to make amends. Andrade told him to calm down and ask what happened to his suit. Hardy, who was dressed a little bit more casually tonight, uh, apologized to treating everybody poorly. He says when he wears a suit, he tends to turn into an asshole. So fans started to then chant asshole, of course. Hardy said the crowd seemed to agree. Says he wants to make things right. Andrade says he wants to take a vote. Hardy said private party will never vote him out, but they can vote. Andrade voted thumbs down. Jose then voted thumbs down. Private party held their thumbs up and then turned the thumbs up into a thumbs down. So they are even... Uh, against Matt Hardy. So Andrade said, this is business. You always need to watch your back. Hardy turned and then saw, legitimately with his own two eyes, Private Party with their thumbs down, Andrade, Butcher, Blade, Private Party, all were beating up Matt Hardy. Then Andrade then charged and kicked Hardy in the face with a big boot. This was a six-on-one attack. Darby and Sting ran out to help. They were still outnumbered. All of a sudden, Jeff Hardy... Is all elite. he comes out to his original Hardy Boys theme music. He dances up the aisle way, or down the aisle way, rather, while his brother's getting his ass handed to him. He gets a huge pop from the Florida crowd, and this was great. They all warded off Andrade and Butcher and Blade and Private Party. Uh, he goes up top and does a swanton on Butcher. Crowd's going crazy. Matt and Jeff hugged. Darby and Sting looked on in shock. There was a little stare down there between Darby and Jeff Hardy because Darby from day one said uh, everybody uh, that looked at Darby thought of Jeff Hardy when they looked at Darby Allen. This is a great signing, Jesse. I mean, I don't know what else that we could possibly add to the Jeff Hardy discussion. This is going to be a big deal for Tony Khan and AEW. I already hear the e-drones crying themselves to sleep. Uh, One day they love Jeff Hardy. One day they feel like they have the better Hardy and, and AEW's got the worst Hardy. And now all that uh, you see on social media is, all oh, Jeff Hardy's a drug addict. They can't wait for him to relapse, you know? It, it's crazy, man. This is a big deal for, for AEW, and it's going to be such a great sight to see them back together with that music, man, and the Hardy Boys reunion. I know, you, I know you're not a big fan of it. I know you didn't really want it, but you, you had to expect it. And even you know it's going to be a big deal for Tony Khan. Here's here's what I honestly
2: honestly honestly believe. Since I'm I'm in, I'm in the mood of having everybody disagree with me, I think I think this is a huge flash in the pan. I think this is a big nostalgia pop, and I think in a few weeks we'll be over this whole Hardy Boy situation. I say a few weeks. I'm, I'm I'm being I'm being okay before the summer. I say by the summer, dude. How many tag teams do we have in AEW? You only have one set of tag team titles. After a while, the Hardy boys, this whole thing is going to fizzle away. Man. It's good to have it back. And I'm happy to see them back together. Both of them look miserable without each other, man. They're like yin-yangs. So I'm happy to back together. And this will be cool for, you know, for the short term. But for the long term, what are we going to do with the Hardy boys amongst 10 of the best tag teams in the world?
0: I, I you know, man, I'm not thinking that far ahead. You know, uh, I I will say, you know, I I do think that Tony Khan did rush this a little bit. I I do feel like he wanted Jeff Hardy immediately on television instead of coming up with, uh, you know, something better for uh, him as far as an introduction is concerned. I didn't mind what they did tonight. It it did feel a little rushed just to get him on TV and say, oh, we got uh, Jeff on TV. You know, it was legitimately day 90 of his 90 day and they put him on TV. Uh, another, Another thing here, the Hardy and Andrade dynamic was... It, w- it was fucking awful. Well, let's be real. It, it didn't work. It, it, w- it didn't make any no. sense. The Hardy family no. office was fucking just shit on AEW television. Private that, parties. That's what fuck- I will say. That's what I will say right now.
2: The Hardys being back together is easily better than this uh, FHL. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, uh, I, I, And that's, that's what I was trying to get at. I mean, after all yeah. that we've seen with the Andrade and, and Hardy pairing and the Hardy family office and, and private party and all this bullshit that we've seen with Butcher and Blade, it, it, it's... It's something that I welcome because every aspect of what Hardy was doing with these guys, it was just just bad television. It, It didn't work. The dynamic wasn't there. The dynamic is there with Jeff. I'm not worried about what he does with Jeff a year from now, two years from now. I'm just glad Jeff is back with family. I'm glad the Hardy boys are back. I'm glad that they get one final run in a tag team division that's not WWE's to really You know, go out there and give us one final Hardy run, bro. There's no other tag team division that I would want the Hardy boys in but AEW's tag team division. And it's going to be great. The the dream matches that are going to be had with them being back, I know they're not the same like they used to be fucking 10, 15 years ago, but there are still dream matches that are to be had with these guys in in, in AEW. And and I love it. I I do. I I can't wait to see what they do.
2: Yeah, I mean... uh... The Hardy Boys are back together, man. What more could you really, really want? And they're in AEW. That's great. Um, I don't want to see them go out there and then try to hang with the other young tag teams and we get these guys out there like Matt in another situation. He's out there going to try to fucking kill himself trying to jump off of a balcony or some shit like that again. I mean, I I hope it doesn't get to that. Like, you you know how to hard like to upstage, bro, so they go out there and they got these other fucking young tag teams tearing this shit up. What are they going to do? They're going to follow suit, man. And I just, I, I, again, I don't want another situation where I Matt or Jeff, you know, survives the match. You know what I'm saying? Because they, 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 they liked stealing the show almost a little bit too much for their own good.
0: Listen, man, we saw, we saw sting at revolution, uh, die off a fucking mezzanine through a table. Yeah. And through Andrade. Yeah. He's, he's, he, I believe his birthday's coming up next, uh, this week, actually. If not this week, next week. He, I don't know how old he is Uh, officially, 60-something years old, 62 years old, Sting. You know, he works alongside Darby. He was working alongside Sammy Guevara, bro. You know, it, it felt like watching Sting, like he is working alongside these young guys. He feels like he needs to hold his weight and hold his own, and he feels like he's a little younger than he really is working alongside Darby. Who's to say that isn't the same feeling that Matt and Jeff get? Jeff is not old, Matt is a little rough nowadays in his older age. He's, you know, he doesn't walk all that well, and he's obviously beaten his body to fucking smithereens over the last twenty, twenty five years. But maybe it works out for them too. Working alongside these younger teams, working alongside a top flight, working alongside, you know, Santana and Ortiz and FTR, maybe they get that that sense of of youth and they feel re- revitalized and rejuvenated again. And we see uh, a great version of of. The Hardy Boys in 2022, maybe it works out the same way it did for Sting at Revolution. It could be. And and I'll I'll give AEW this, man.
2: They have used their legends 50 times better than WWE has. Yes. So when you get these sentiments of, oh, God, no, this is, you know, aging uh, or legend is coming in or something like that. I don't get the feeling of yes, you know, wrestling's back. You know, I, I don't, I don't get that feeling. I, I, I get the feeling of I hope these guys are not here to hold wrestling back. But AEW has been very, 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 very good on the way that they book their, their their returning legends and their 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 elderly respected, you know, um, um, guys. And no complaints. They brought in they brought in Big Show. I was worried about that. He got a he had, he had a match and we haven't seen him since. No big deal. Mark Henry is being used perfectly. Yep. You know Tully. Everybody. Everyone. All these legends are being. I, I wasn't happy about. Him. Um. He comes in and now he's being used perfectly. He doesn't. You know. He's not on every show but he's but he's on every show in the capacity that he needs to be on, helping Jurassic Express get over. So that being said, AEW has done very well with their legends. So let's see how they do with our.
0: It's going to be good. It's exciting. It's a big move for Tony Khan. Clearly, WWE didn't want him to end up in AEW. They begged him to come back and even put him in the Hall of Fame. He said, fuck no. Go fuck yourself, Bruce and and Johnny. (laughs) People power. (laughs) So uh, he's home. He's with Matt. He's in AEW. He's all elite. Tony Khan made it official. Uh, I can't wait to see what Matt and Jeff do together in this unbelievable tag team division. Wardlow, he was in the middle of the ring with Shivani. Shivani's all over the place. Hardest working guy on the fucking show. Says he's glad to see what he did to MJF with the dynamite diamond ring. But, you know, obviously with everything that happened at Revolution, he's still under contract to MJF. MJF is paying, uh, per storyline, Wardlow. Wardlow says he came to a point where all he had to do was ask whether he was going to spend his life helping somebody else accomplish their dreams or chase his own. He said he spent too many years helping someone else build their dreams while receiving nothing but disrespect in return. Said he felt aligning with MJF was a chance to free the wild animal from the circus. He said then he aligned with MJF and ended up in another bad situation. He asked the fans for forgiveness for associating with such trash. He said he grew up very poor and had to watch his single mom struggle to raise him and his two older sisters. He said he then decided early to to be a pro wrestler so he could help his family live a better life. He did go on to say Max did get him And his foot in the door. He said Max paid him a lot of money and changed his life. But that doesn't give Max the right to disrespect him and threaten his family. He said when Max slapped him last week, he decided his own fate. He said while he's still under contract to MJF, he no longer gives a damn. He said he is no longer watching his back and acting as his bodyguard. I am finally freed. He asked MJF to release him from the bullshit contract that they have. He said in return he will wash his hands of him and they can go their separate ways despite wanting to powerbomb Max until he can no longer move. He said he wasted enough energy on MJF in three years, so he refuses to waste any more. He said karma is a bitch and it will be his revenge so they can watch MJF get all that he has coming to him. And he said his focus now is on winning the TNT title, getting a new contract, and when that happens, I'm not stopping at the TNT title. I want it all I'm letting everyone know that all elite wrestling is officially Wardlow's world. I thought this was a good promo uh, from Wardlow. I think Wardlow, you know, I, I think this was a great promo in a sense of it gave you a little bit of a backstory to Wardlow's beginnings, talking about his 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 childhood and growing up and taking care of his mother and uh, his mother and his family didn't have much money. He had to take care of uh, you know his sisters and why he wanted to be a professional wrestler, and he explained the situation with MJF and how MJF got his foot in the door and paid him and made his life a lot better, helped his family out and all this all this stuff. I like the fact that they dove into that to give you a glimpse of the fucking beast, the human behind the beast. I like that. I think it makes him a little bit more relatable to the audience, and that's exactly what Tony Khan wants to do to build, MJ, uh, to build the Wardlow rather, up because he's going to be a, a megastar for, for AEW. I, I think he speaks well. His cadence is very well. He he projects very well. He's got a believable tone to his voice. He doesn't really stutter when he speaks. I, I thought this was a home run for Wardlow, bro. And, and I don't think we, you know, we really appreciate Wardlow as far as his promos are concerned because he doesn't really have much time to do it or have, hasn't been given opportunities to do it. But I think he nailed a home run here with this promo.
2: Fantastic, bro. He nailed it. You know, the crowd's going to get behind him.
0: I see big things, and, you know, I hear for Wardlow as a baby face man. Now, he did say he wants the TNT title, and he did mention that he wants Max to void this contract or release him from this BS contract that uh, he has with MJF. Now, clearly that's not going to happen, or, you know, MJF was obviously missing from tonight's show. Th- th- this is not going to end well for, for for Wardlow. He may be on top of the world right now, Jesse, but th- does he win the TNT title? And if he does, do we see them battle each other for the TNT championship going into double or nothing? Or, or does MJF pretty much screw Wardlow out of the TNT title match next week against Scorpio Sky and help Scorpio Sky retain the title? I don't
2: know. But what do we? So it would make sense. They just put the title on Scorpio. Are they going to have him literally be the definition of a transitional
0: champion? I, I Listen, man, I'm not for transitional champions, only it's very rare where it works out the right way. But uh, I, I don't, I, I don't know why they, they made it such a big deal about Scorpio Sky being undefeated 364 days, only to take it off of him next week. I I, I could see Wardlow winning the championship, but why would, I, I don't know why they would do that to Scorpio. Nah,
2: Scorpio's going to retain, and MJ is going to cost him the title, and yeah. they will kick off the MVP.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's probably where we go with this. uh Wardlow. You know, he will be a TNT champion eventually. I think I think everybody needs to start off doing the TNT title. It's like the old school IC title. You know, it gives you a glimpse as to what uh, AEW is doing with their up-and-coming talent. You know, it's, a, it's a gateway to the world championship. So I, I, I think that would be a, a great way to go about it. And there's no rush to get Wardlow a world championship right now or, or any type of championship. Let's continue to slow burn with him. Uh, out of everybody in the company, man, you could, you could look at a lot of people in the company that Tony Khan has really taken uh, a grasp with, a hold on to, and the booking itself for, for guys like Hook. Hook has been booked brilliantly. Wardlow has been booked brilliantly for three years, man. Look, look at the fucking nurturing and care that Creative NAW AEW has taken with Wardlow, and look at where he is now, man. All those three years, the, the, it's long-term booking. It, it, it pays off, man. The patience is key, and now look at where Wardlow is. It's beautiful. Yeah,
2: I don't think I don't think MJF is getting enough credit right now for getting Wardlow over. You know, I don't hear a lot of talk about it. You know, it's and, and the thing. Well, is, I think
0: I th- you know you know you know why I don't want to cut you off. It's just a foregone conclusion. I think everybody knows how great MJF is.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, right now it's it's everything. The Wardlow. you know the 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 amount the amount of heat that the MJF can can generate and it's helping you know get Warlow completely over right now i mean he he needs that push She needs to be able to say fuck you to the most hated guy in the company to help become a bigger baby face and right now MJF's heat is doing just that he's so nuclear doing anything he touches gets over it. and that's including water look spears even spears was getting a little hot point man Everybody, i mean he's interesting everything is interesting around MJF.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very, exci- I'm very excited for the start of this babyface run, man. I think uh, what we've seen from Wardlow so far, it's a great thing to see. I, it's only going to get better, believe it or not. It's only going to get better from you. Marvez. <laughs> Marvez, he interviewed Keith Lee and QT Marshall. Keith Lee asked QT what he could possibly want with him. QT said they have a common enemy in Team Taz. QT says he has issues with Hook, and he noticed Lee has an issue with, with Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. He said he and the Factor... Have his back, or the factory have his back? Lee said he has a large back, so he's all good. He then left and left QT hanging. QT got angry and says that Keith Lee will pay.
2: What for saying no?
0: So QT <laughs> Q- Q- and Keith Lee will have a match on Rampage, believe it or not, and uh, he will get uh, he. You know, you don't want to you don't want to anger the the bear cat, bro. You don't want to anger Keith Lee.
2: He
0: can't get his ass beat by a Hook. Now he's gonna beat up Keith Lee. Keith Lee is gonna destroy him. Man, it's gonna be a n- <laughs> it's gonna be a nice uh, a nice BBC heading towards QT's way. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus the Acclaimed. This is Max Castor and Anthony Bowens. This was for the AEW Tag Team Championship. Really good stuff here between these two teams. Uh, always great to see the Acclaimed in action. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus coming off that unbelievable triple threat match at Revolution, beating the Young Bucks and Red Dragon. Um, Acclaimed attacked right away. Jungle Boy fought both of them off. Uh, Jungle Boy hit a rebound. Lariat reached Luchasaurus for a hot tag. Uh, After he was beaten down for a little bit, the Acclaimed were in control. And Luchasaurus gets the hot tag. He runs wild on the Acclaimed. Double clothesline. Luchasaurus avoided a boombox shot on the outside. Jungle Boy took both the Acclaimed out with a dive over the top. Luchasaurus hit a choke slam, standing moonsault on Anthony Bowens. He then went for a Doomsday Device with Jungle Boy, but Owens—not Owens, uh, Owens uh, Bowens—pushed him off the top rope. The acclaimed hit the mic drop, but Luchasaurus broke up the pin for a near fall. Caster took out Luchasaurus, and the acclaimed with a combination driver of sorts. That was an unbelievably close near fall. Christian stopped Caster from using some uh, some nefarious tactics here, and Jungle Boy rolled Bowens up for a two. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus hit the Escalera Doomsday Device. Luchasaurus Luchasaurus, uh, took care of Castor with the Tail Whip, and Jungle Boy pinned Bowens to retain the championships. That was pretty much it. very academic. Ten minutes, the Jurassic Express retained the tag team titles, and uh, that was pretty much it. The Acclaim get a tag team title shot out of nowhere. I I don't know what their record is or where the team are in the standings, but, you know, one day, one day it'll happen for the Acclaim winning those tag team titles. But right now, it is all about the Dinosaur and Jungle Boy.
2: They are not They are not very well protected.
0: Who? They claim. They claim. What do you mean? They They lose a lot. Oh. Yeah, a, a lot. They, they'll have their time. Yeah. Jade Cargill and Mark Sterling were uh, interviewed here, or there was a vignette, rather, with uh, Jade Cargill and Mr. Mark Sterling. They wondered who's next. You know, who's next, but really, who's left? Jade asked, who wants to step up and receive... Her kiss of death. So this is a new thing. Apparently, she kissed Take Conti right on the lips before their pay-per-view match. This is the kiss of death, Jesse. Any anybody that uh, gets kissed by Jake Cargill, uh, you could either look at it as a blessing or the fucking kiss of de- uh, kiss of death. Here, who's next? It's who you are, I guess. Who's next? Tony Storm. Me, him, me, him? Ember Moon, Ty Valkyrie. Who's next? I don't. I don't know. Ever since, I mean,
2: ever since Keith showed up, man, the clock is just ticking on me and him. There's no way TK sat down with Keith Lee and never mentioned his damn wife.
0: No, I, I, she'll she'll be here. For <laughs> she'll sure. be here. She'll be here. So Jade, I don't know what they're doing with her, man. I don't know who's next. Uh, she looked good at Revolution, though. I will. I will say that It's probably uh, one of the best uh, performances from Jade so far in her young career at Revolution against Miss Tay Conti, but. You know, lots of work still left to do, and uh, I don't know where they go as far as her run goes because she's beating everybody. So we'll see what happens there. Legit Layla Hirsch against Thunder Rosa. This was a women's eliminator. Winner of this match gets Britt Baker next week in San Antonio, Texas for the AEW Women's Championship. Rosa wins this in nine minutes. Um, This was not good and uh I, I don't I don't want her to be angry with me, but uh I know yeah. she's watching I know she's watching. I'm sorry I have <laughs> to be honest oh, wait, wait, listen, we love Rosa. It's not going to change ever. I can't wait for her to win the women's championship next week. It's going to be awesome <laughs> but it, it it was not it was not smooth bro you know the match with Britt was not smooth either I, I don't know what happened there um I, in my honest opinion, I feel like the the crowd in Orlando didn't give a lot of their time to get invested because there really wasn't much to invest in uh, with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. I feel like the match itself just came about out of out of nothing, you know? Now, obviously, it, it was working on television with Mercedes Martinez, and, you know, they they had that little thing going on there, and Britt hired Mercedes to come in and take Thunder Rosa out, and then we were off to the runnings with that women's championship match, but I feel like, it, I, it almost felt like it was rushed going into Revolution, and a lot of people kind of felt that same way, and that's why the the reception to the match came off the way that it did. Now we we got that match in the books. It wasn't all that good. It was probably the worst match on the entire show, in my honest opinion. Then we get this match with Layla Hirsch, and, and this was not good. Now, I'm not going to blame Layla Hirsch completely. She was not smooth in this match. And, and Thunder Rosa, you know, her team and, and Rosa herself, you know, they vehemently deny that she's not hurt. But she came out with a very visible wrapping on her upper left thigh. So clearly, it, it might be a hamstring injury. I just get a sense she's not moving the way that she wants to, Jesse. She's not at 100%. She's moving very un, unlike Thunder Rosa. Uh, there's a, a little, I guess, dip in her intensity and, and the way she's moving in the ring. And it's uh, it's showing. It's, it's affecting her. I, I don't want to say that she's, you know, going into this match weak or people don't care about her. I've seen some people about people who are over Thunder Rosa. No, they're not. No, they're not. It's going to be great when she wins the championship next week. But, you know, everybody has just a, a string of bad weeks, man. This is just a, a bad week for Thunder Rosa.
2: I thought this was the best match of her career. Shut up! And get out good that This fucking guy.
0: Yeah, you know, listen, I'm, I'm getting ready, man. I'm going to dump you. You fucking... Uh, fucking guy's, guy's buttering Thunder Rosa, man. Look at this uh, fucking guy. Boy. Ooh.
2: I feel bad for you, bro. Let Me tell you right now, she's persistent. She's coming for you.
0: She can come for me, and I welcome Thunder Rosa to come.
2: Now, now, no, look, man. I, I think, I, I think all this is is a, a a series of unfortunate events. I mean, and it started with Revolution. Um, the community was ready for Thunder Rosa to win the title at Revolution, and that's and that's just that. I mean, say what you want. Most of us anticipated her win, and they thought this was her moment, and it was. And then we had the story about her possibly being hurt. And then we saw the quality of the revolution match. And then 30 seconds after that match, they booked another match with Layla Hirsch, then tell us that the winner of that match gets a title shot in San Antonio, Texas. I mean, you just it just it just kind of feels like you teased it and then you yanked it, and now you're telling us it'll happen here. And then this match wasn't that great. And yeah, I think the momentum behind, you know, let's get Thunder Rosa the title is kind of, it's it's, it's kind of falling a little bit with these two last uh, lackluster shows. And maybe she is hurt, you know, I don't know. Maybe she's not, I don't know. Maybe he just needs more story. We have no story behind Layla Hirsch and Thunder Rosa. It's kind of hard to get behind it. The crowd was not all of that fantastic. I mean, again, it's just
0: a series of unfortunate events for Thunder Rosa. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it. I mean, um, you know, I, I don't really know what uh, goes through somebody's mind when a report like Thunder Rosa's came out and saying that she's hurt. I don't know why uh, a denial needs to be made. If she's hurt, she's hurt. I, I don't really understand why, why her team or herself, you know, deny that she was hurt. She clear, she clearly is something off clearly about Thunder Rosa right now. And it's if it's a minor injury, I get you don't want to have her you know come off weak or or looking looking inferior because she's injured. But you know I don't get the denial. Clearly we see it, and clearly something is off. L- Layla Hirsch, I I, I, agree, I agree with you, Jesse. I don't I don't really see. I never saw anything really in, in Layla Hirsch. She's a good hand, but uh, she did not wrestle a good match tonight. I did not believe she would ever win this match. Period. No matter who she was in the ring with, against uh, anybody going after Britt Baker. Um, and the situation with Revolution, I don't think the crowd was ready for Rosa to win that match at Revolution. I just don't think that there was enough investment in the storyline to really get excited about it being a follow-up to what they did in that unsanctioned match. Now looking back at it, I probably would have made the right the, the the same decision that Tony Khan made. You know, Rosa losing on Revolution Sunday was looked at as a bad move by a lot of people, but I actually look at it differently. I think it's a good move that Britt Baker beat Thunder the Rosa. Because now, now now, now that they're booking Rosa in San Antonio, and they're giving them the main event, and they're trying going, they're going to try and duplicate what they did uh, at Daly's place in that unsanctioned match, and we got a steel cage match announced. It's it's going to be hopefully uh, very similar to what we got last year in their unsanctioned match. I I like it, and and in in her hometown, it's going to go over major in the main event. I'll
2: I'll tell you something, bro. I I would have I wouldn't have booked the match. I wouldn't have booked Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker at Revolution if I already knew that I was putting the title on Thunder Rosa in San Antonio.
0: You are correct. You, you and I, I think you and I mentioned this. Um, if yeah. it wasn't last week or the week before, it, it could have easily been a tag team match. That or Mercedes
2: Martinez. Yes, could have get, could have gotten that title match, and it could have gone just you know just a fuck finish, and at the end of it, Thunder Rosa had to come out and Mercedes, and then they beat down. La Rosa, and now we got a you know a lead into the San Antonio match. You know it would have come off a lot better. A tag match, yeah. I mean, anything other than her just losing, even if it was through fuckery, He just now we got to do this match again. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah they could have easily. I don't know why they didn't do it. I, I honestly think that the match itself at, at Revolution was was. Just out of place for some reason. It should it should it, sh- it should have been Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. That would have been yeah. you know that would have been a suitable match for that. Or like Jesse said, Mercedes versus Britt Baker in, in some sort of uh, revenge to to, to, yeah. to put those two ladies together and then do Rosa and Britt at the St. Patrick's Day Slam like they're doing now. They, they they took a completely different route to get there, and, and I feel like the match at uh, at Revolution on Sunday kind of kind of took both ladies down a notch. Rosa, you know, was taken down because of uh, the, the, the lackluster match that it was. And, and I'll tell you what, man, I love Britt. Don't get me wrong, I love Britt Baker, but the booking of Britt Baker, it, it, I, I fucking hate it. Because it's the same shit every fucking time she wrestles. This Rebel and Jamie Hayter getting involved and they factor into the outcome. I have said it for years that if you are a heel, heels don't need to cheat to win every single fucking time. I would love to see Britt Baker... Win a fucking match without the help of somebody on the outside. It happens every fucking time. I remember saying the same thing about Andrade and Zelina Vega. WWE every fucking time had Andrade and Zelina cheat to win matches. Why? He's so fucking good. He doesn't need anybody's help. She's good. She doesn't need anybody's help. Why do they do that?
2: I agree. I agree. I I definitely, the the hype, the hype and the anticipation for Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker was so huge. You know, coming out of that lights out match, I wouldn't have put them back in the ring together. In time for that title change. So if he yeah. knew it wasn't going to happen, it was it was a, it was it was a bad decision to even book that match. I mean, it, it, it is. I mean, I'm already anticipating Thunder Rosa winning cage. I mean, I don't. And if she doesn't, then that's just going to be the end of it. I'm, I mean, people are just going to be tired of it. And if she does, it's just going to feel like it, it probably should have happened. Before, or I don't know, it it just it just feels, it's that's what, next week? Yeah. So we got a week to build. I mean, it's, yeah, man. I wouldn't have booked
0: that match at Revolution. I don't know, man. I, listen, I'm excited about that main event thing next week. I think it's going to be a great match. You know, uh, Jamie Hayden and Rebel are still going to get involved, and there's going to be some fuckery there, but Rosa's going to overcome, and it. it's going to be a big deal. She's going to win her hometown. I, I hope the injury is something that she can get over and kind of work through and just, you know, heal up quickly. She she's going to win the world championship, and, and they have no choice but to put the world championship on her because it's time. It's Britt's time to lose. She's I don't want to say she's stale, but I think we've we've definitely reached the uh, end of the road here for Britt Baker. But as far as um, what Rosa does after this is, is she going to is she going to be all right with the injury? Is my concern. You know, is if she wins, injury? if she wins the championship, how how much is the injury going to hamper her down? Uh, going into double or nothing. Is there an injury? How bad is the injury? Yeah. I remember, mean, remember they are, remember they are always very close to the, when, when
2: Thunder Rosa had a concussion a few weeks ago, we didn't know anything. So she said something herself on her vlog. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it's maybe there is something, so, but maybe she, maybe she just doesn't want it out there. I mean, the rumor came out, then she came out with a brace. Her last two matches did not look anything like her, her normal matches. But, I mean, as a fan, I don't know what to believe. I see what I see, you know? I mean, I, know, I understand what she's saying, but something seems off. We know we get better matches than that from Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker.
0: Listen, uh-huh? I, um, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm excited about what these two ladies do next week. Um, it's going to be great to see Rosa hold up that championship. And uh, I, I hope that they put on a much better performance. It should be. It's in still Cage that they put on a much better performance than they did at Revolution. So we we will see that. Next week, as that will be the main event of Dynamite uh, for the St. Patrick's Day Slam. Main event time, it's TNT Championship. Scorpio Sky with Ethan Page and Dan Lambert. He went one-on-one and challenged Sammy Guevara in the main event. This was very good. I mean, Sammy and uh, Scorpio are just very good at what they do. So, clearly, um, these guys had a great match. Uh, Guevara... He started striking early on Sky. Guevara dropped kick, Sky forcing him to the floor. Guevara repeatedly sent Sky into the barricade, pulled out a table. Sky cut Guevara off. Guevara regained control with some kicks. He then rolled Sky onto the table. Sky rolled out of the way, and this was the absolute turning point of the match. I don't, bro, I don't know who's fucking more, more psychotic, man. I don't know if it's Sammy Guevara or Darby Allin, man. This guy is a fucking insane lunatic is Sammy Guevara, man. The shit that he does, man. I, I genuinely fear for his fucking life every time he does one of these deals with his fucking, I'm crazy. Uh,
2: yeah, he has to, every time he gets up there, he has to do this.
0: I mean, uh, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, man. You 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 talk about uh, worrying about somebody's well-being. Holy shit. He... You know, Go ahead. Well, you know what I noticed
2: tonight? Speaking about, about big spots, you ever notice when Pac goes to do a big spot on the top rope, yeah. Have you ever notice how patient yes. and careful he is? Yes. Even when he's doing his finishing move, if he's doing this, you know, his corkscrew, he takes his time. Yeah. You know, and, and you can tell because it's almost, it almost feels like it's a really long time. Like, what's taking him so long? The guy is making sure that he is spot on as to what he's he does not want to make a mistake. He saw that spot tonight when he did the big suplex on the top. He took a second, and he paused, and he held for a second. And, then, yeah, it takes a little bit longer. The guy is careful. He wants to make sure no one gets hurt. I noticed that. I like that about Pac.
0: And he does it perfect, too. Whatever he usually does, he nails and fucking just perfects it. Sammy, uh, he perfected this 630, but Jesus fucking Christ, he went crashing right through the table, right down to the floor. Our doctors came over. Tecanti came out from the back. He just crashed and burned through this fucking table. Everybody was worried about him. I legit thought clean he was fucking break. hurt. Yeah, yeah, clean.
2: No, I, I, I did not clean. It looked like a clean breakthrough. It looked like a clean landing yeah. on that table.
0: Yeah, but uh-huh. uh, he was, uh, I heard, I, I seen the referee kind of usher the doctor over. I'm like, something's wrong here. Uh, so he, he's a, a certified lunatic. They went to a, a commercial break. Guevara, he was still able to compete. He was being taken up the ramp by Conti and Doc Sampson. And he had a change of heart. He made his way back to the ring. He spit in Scorpio's face. Sky immediately sent him out of the ring. Paige Van Zant got in Tay Conti's face, who was sitting at ringside. And uh, Sky hit multiple backbreakers on Sammy, continuing the punishment. Guevara got a uh, quick roll-up for a two, laid in some chops, double springboard cutter for Sammy on Scorpio, got him a two-count. Sky went for his TKO, but Guevara hit a thrust kick, and then he went for the GTH to go to hell. But Sky rolled underneath the ropes... And uh, Sammy could not make the cover off the GTH. Guevara went for a shooting star press, but Sky got his knees up. Paige Van Zant then attacked Conti from behind as she argued with Paige. Guevara was distracted by this. This allowed Scorpio Sky to hit the TKO and win the TNT championship. So he's the new, he's the new TNT champion. After the match, Sky attacked Guevara with the belt, and Paige Van Zant planted Tay Conti on top of Sammy. signed her contract on Tay's S. And that's the way the show went off the air. I don't know, man. Scorpio Sky's your TNT champion. Does he hold it? Does he lose it? I don't know. Sammy, I think he needs to take a a little rest for himself, man. After what he did at uh, Revolution, doing the Spanish fly off the fucking uh, tunnel, to Isaiah Cassidy, and then this, I think Sammy needs a fucking vacation, man.
2: I would say he's hurt, and he just wanted to drop the title to take some time off. But after that spot, that fucker, well, he wasn't hurt before that spot, at least, not doing
0: that shit. I don't know. Just based on what he's done the last uh, month, month and a half, going back to the Cody Rhodes ladder match, I mean, the guy is just a certified fucking lunatic, man. I think he needs. Yeah, he, I think he needs a month off or so.
2: He is. They go, they go to jump zones on their fucking off time and fucking practice new moves, bro.
0: Let's see. We, we we got a very good show tonight. A lot happened on Dynamite. Uh, a show that was without CM Punk, MJF. And the House of Black, who all had uh, tremendous showings at Revolution. So, we got a lot going on. We got St. Patrick's Day Slam next week. TNT title on the line. We got the women's title on the line. We're going to uh, get knee-deep in the build towards double or nothing very, very soon. And Dynamite was very good tonight. Jeff Hardy, the big news, signing with AEW, made official tonight. He is now All Elites. And I appreciate you guys joining us right here. On the podcast, we're gonna go over your super chats in just a second. Twenty four hundred in the venue. Thank you guys very much. You guys got the one thousand likes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you guys very much. We got four new members as well joining the VIP section. Follow Luchasaurus me out. Source's birthday too. Who? Source's birthday. Oh, happy too. birthday to the big man. Luchasaurus had a great revolution. He was awesome.
2: He did. He did. I haven't seen him look that good since uh. Um Chicago, when they first came to Chicago when me and you were
0: there. So how old is he now, man? Sixty-five million and one, right? Uh, I think three. He's three. Sixty-five million and three, is uh, he says. Okay. There yeah. you go. I wonder what the uh, I wonder what Lucha birthday cake looks like. Like a dinosaur. A dinosaur? A dinosaur egg maybe? I wonder if he's gonna see Jurassic Park. I'm sure he is. <laughs> Anyway, guys, uh, continue to hit that thumbs up. If you guys have not hit the subscribe button, please do so. We're here every Wednesday. I'm here every day during the week. Super chats are open. Follow us on social media, at JD for 206. That's Twitter and Instagram. And check out my sponsor for today's show, Audible, audibletrial.com slash scripts. Thank you guys very much for all of your support. Let's start at the top. It's
2: not Bad Bunny's birthday, Isa. Be quiet. Bad Bunny.
0: Who's talking about Bad Bunny?
2: Fucking Issa,
0: man! Jesus, fucking! It. So if it's not Bad Bunny, it's Roman Reigns. If it's not Roman Reigns, it's MJF. Jeez, she's got a lot of booze, bro. Uh, bro, she got a lot oh. of uh, she got a lot, a lot of men in her life, man. Clearly, Joseph Taylor, you in super chat. Who are your guys' dark horses in the Owen Hart Cups? My dark horses are Tony Storm and Pac. Yeah, I'd probably say so. I, I think Serena Deep should win the uh, Owen Cup.
2: Who's in it first, though?
0: Yes, I don't know. I don't even know how many fields are going to be in the Owen Cup. It's going to kick off May 11th, I believe. Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. Y2J a heel again. Take my money. Yes, I think he is going to do very well as a heel, man. I was getting tired of Babyface Jericho. but well, people will still sing along to Judas, though. Now oh, yeah. the theme music just makes a little bit more sense. They're going to
2: change that.
0: Michelle Moran with a seven in Super Chat. Interesting that the young bucks don't want to fight Paige. I can dig the trio of the Hardys and Darby with Sting in their corner and with Danny Garcia joining Jericho, who will join Mox and Brian for their trio. It doesn't really matter. It's Brian and Mox. They don't even need a trio, don't they? Three on two, they're five. Yeah, they could do the trio as a, as a duo. <laughs> they don't, it don't yeah. matter. probably welcome that. Hibiscus with a four ninety nine super chat. JD, what is wrong with your partner? No steak sauce now. The fuck you what, you what are you talking about? No steak sauce. You don't like steak sauce? I put a tweet out and it simply said
2: if you have steak sauce anywhere in your house,
0: then whoever does the cooking in your house does not know how to cook steak. I can confirm that I do not have steak sauce in my refrigerator. See what I'm talking about? I am a a master griller, bro. I don't need steak sauce.
2: That's what I mean, man. I mean, that's just pure fact. People out there, oh, you need steak sauce. Steak sauce is flavor, bro. If you got to put flavor on your steak, that means whoever made it didn't put any fucking flavor in it. They don't know how
0: to. Listen, man, if there's one thing I know how to do, it's marinate a fucking steak, man.
2: There you go, bro. Okay. Marinate it, season it. You know, some butter, some herbs. However you do it, there's many ways to do it. But steak sauce.
0: Listen, no. guys you 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 go to uh, you go to a TGI Fridays or an Applebee's and you order a steak, then you put A1 on your fucking steak because you're not getting you're not getting yes. properly cooked steak, bro. But if you go to I'm like right. a, a, a fucking um, what's that place in Brooklyn here, man? Uh, fucking shit. You go to like a Chris Ruth or uh, some high end fucking steakhouse. Um, yeah. you spending like eighty dollars on a fucking steak? You better not. You, you don't. You don't. You don't do anything, bro. It's disrespectful. I'll put a little salt and pepper because I need. I need. I love pepper, you know, on my steak. But it, it's disrespectful to the chef. Yeah,
2: no, it's it, it is, bro. I mean, to these people, you don't just
0: Peter oh, Luger's. That's the name of the place, Peter Luger.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, we got our, our high ends. So we got um, Mordens. Oh, yeah, we got we got Mordens out there in New York. Borden Steakhouse, I've been there, man, phenomenal fucking steaks. I had had an $80 filet, it was so goddamn good. Man, you
0: can't go wrong, man. You can't go wrong with a nice filet mignon, man. Oh, my goodness. Man,
2: bro, if you gotta put sauce on a steak that you spent that much money on, get a refund. Get a refill. You can take a a steak from the grocery store. Don't season it, don't marinate it, don't do anything to it. Just cook it and take it home and then pour steak sauce on it and it's going to taste the the goddamn same as it would if you cooked it the right way. Just like the steak sauce. So you're ruining it by putting steak sauce on it if you cooked it the
0: right way. Imagine putting A1 on a steak, man. Couldn't be me. Hibiscus, bro. You got got to get with the program, man. You got to get with the program. Come on. People
2: got all bit out of shape. What do you mean? Steak sauce and...
0: No, this is something I agree, man. You know, I I joke with Jesse about the sour cream, but listen, man, you get. Throw the fucking A1 out the window, man, okay? Get of it. Michael Raymond with a $5 Super Jack. on right now. Adam Cole's partners next week will be Silver and Reynolds from the Dark Order. It's 9.50 at the moment, but I know Jesse agrees at 11. No, his partners are, are, are red drag.
2: First in advance, tweeted at Hangman, like, hey, what's up? Me and you, bro. Yep, there you go. There you go.
0: Awful Grimbones with a four nine nine ass. So Jeff was happy to be there. He had to dance his way to the ring while his brother was getting stomped. Yep,
2: didn't even come out first.
0: He had to. Uh, he had to get his uh, Jeff Hardy Je- Jeff Hardy isms in there, bro. What was he doing
2: sitting there chit chatting with Tony Khan with Sting and Darby ran by to go save his? What
0: he doing pretty much. Yeah, it is it, it, thinking thinking that way. It does sound a little silly.
2: I hope those two other guys ran by and got to your brother before you, bro.
0: Drew Gilmore with a 490 night Super Chat. What's up, buddy? Late night uh, post-Dynamite workout while listening to the IWC Tag Team Champions of the World. Love Regal's promo. So heartfelt. And welcome home, Jeff Hardy. Everybody's excited about Jeff Hardy, man. going to be a good thing.
2: Regal's promo was nowhere near a good one or his best one. No. He stumbled over some stuff here and there, but at the same time it came off as like his best one because it was so
0: yeah. fucking genuine. Yeah.
2: He's just it happy to be so, there. He, the goddamn near fucking cried out there, man. When he turned to Shivani and said thank you because of you. And you can tell he was getting ready to cry because it was real. That's You don't have to sound fluid or sound like an orator or sound like you know what you Just go out there and be yourself.
0: And be genuine and we'll feel your promo. You know? Vicious Sid Justice with a $5 super chat. We're the AEW haters and race baiters now. AEW has two black champions. WWE Zero. You love to see it. OTS for life. Yeah, you know, the Scorpio Sky win, man, I don't think it was uh, as diverse enough for AEW. No. no, of course not. No, it wasn't diverse enough. Uh, thank you, Sid Justice. I appreciate it, man. You're speaking of Sid Justice, man. We may see Sid Justice get inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Psycho Sid.
2: Is he going to show up? Is he going to play
0: softball instead? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Sid Justice, man. One of the best big men of all time. Yeah, he is. He is. Jonathan Gastello with a 999 Super Chat. I was already excited about heading to AEW Double or Nothing, but now Jeff Hardy being All Elite, I'm definitely stoked and going. I hope and pray that they have a fan fest. Absolutely love this company. Thank you, TK. Hopefully I can make it out there as well, man. Uh, I don't know what's going on right now for Vegas because... Uh, the rumor I'm hearing is that House of Glory may be running a show that weekend, so I hope not, because I'd love to be out there. Uh, John A., 199 Super Chats, thoughts on Ryback? I, I don't know who that is, man. I, uh, I'm i not familiar with that name.
1: Thank you
2: for the Super
0: <laughs> Yes, thank you for the 199, John A. Uh, super uh, Susan D'Ambrosio with a six month membership. Thank you for the recommitment, Susan. I'm so excited that Jeff Hardy is in AEW to team with his brother Matt. The look on Darby Allen's face was priceless. I will have a rum and coke. Thank you, Susan. DV Acme with a five month membership. Thank you, Acme. Ironic how WWE refused to acknowledge their history while AEW uses uses said history to build up the Danielson Moxley regal team. WWE is AEW developmental.
2: AEW has been using WWE storylines with their new talent for I don't know how long. Fucking Malakai Black came in still using the fucking bad eye. To Isn't it. I know. It's great.
0: I love that. <laughs> it's great continuity. Philip Newton, 499 SuperJet. Revolution was awesome, and tonight's Dynamite was amazing. It is so awesome to see the Hardy Boys reunited. Much respect to you, JD, and Jess. Thank you, Philip. Joseph Taylor with two dollars super chat. The Hardy Boys are back. Suck it, Jesse. Yeah,
2: yeah. Will, it'll be fun. Look, it'll be fun, man. I think it's gonna wear off quick.
0: Uh, Munchie time with a one ninety nine super chat. I hope Jesse gets locked in the steel cage with Thunder Rosa. He would be so lucky, man.
2: Oh, She's looking for JD now, bro. Nah. She just said he sucks. Let me let me DM her now. Let her know it, in case she missed
0: it. I'll clip it and send it to it. Don't worry. John A. With the one nine nine super chat. What are some some of your favorite movies ever? Jurassic Park, the first one. Terminator Two. The Dark Knight. Uh, Jaws is my favorite movie of all time, bro. The original Jaws. Steven Spielberg. The Mummy. The Lord of the Rings trilogy. The Hobbit trilogy. Love it all, man. Uh, Edward Serenson with a $5 SuperJet. My girlfriend and I will be third row at House of Glory on Friday. What are you drinking? I don't know what I'm drinking during that show, man. I may actually bypass the alcohol because it's going to be a big show on Friday. The Briscoes versus the Lucha Brothers, man. It's going to be chaotic on Fight TV. Oh, okay, uh, wait.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to do a live stream for
0: that. Yep, I will be there.
2: Is that this? this this? Uh, this, this Friday. This Friday?
0: Yep. Okay. Uh, Say Ja with a four nine nine super chat. I wonder if Hardy wanted no words theme, so WWE would drop the licenses for the OG Hardy theme, along allowing Tony Khan to pick it up. Uh, I don't know what what happened there, man. Uh, apparently, Fightful had the story on that. But regardless, he's got his Hardy Boys theme, and, and that's all that matters. It's it's just a great thing to hear. I
1: uh, don't.
2: I'm hearing it. Jerry Terry McGivit might have TK in his crosshairs, man.
0: I don't think. Why? For what? contract tampering. There was no contract tampering. Oh,
2: that's for the lawyers to figure out, man. That's what, that's what I'm, I'm hearing. They're going to go after him.
0: Right, we'll see. Uh, Drizzy Drew in a 499 chat. Didn't WWE try to sue for contract tampering on the Jeff Hardy situation? Thoughts on that? Uh, bro, it's 90 days. Today was the 90th day.
2: No, they're, they're going to say that with that interview where he said he's going to AEW, that they tampered and they negotiated that deal. Before his ninety days was up,
0: his ninety days. I don't. Days was I don't know how. Days. I don't know how you get contract tampering from Jeff Hardy saying he's going to AEW. He, he's just willingly saying, "Ah, uh, yeah, I, when when my my deal is up, here I'm going to AEW."
2: Well, that's why the lawyers and the investigators look into find evidence of, of anything different. That's, look, they're going to look into it. They have their reason method. I'm not an attorney, but I understand what they're going for. It seems like that they negotiated that deal before he was done with
0: his 90 days. That's it. Tyler B with a $10 Super Chat. JD and Jesse, great show tonight. Thank both of you for all that you do. JD, what do you have against Chargers, bro? I have a Charger and I live about two hours from you. We can put that Mustang to the test. All love. I don't have a problem with any Dodge Chargers, bro. I actually think the Dodge Chargers are, are, are quite nice, but it's not better than my Mustang.
2: Oh, it is. It is. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, it is because you have one. I sold mine. I listen. I I would. I would drive a Challenger, bro.
2: Challenger is awesome. Yeah. My next car, I want. I I would love to have a Challenger, um, but carjackings for Chargers and Challenger SRT8s in Chicago are legitimately through the fucking roof out here. Through the roof.
0: I can't tell you how many emails I get, man. People are uh, like dealerships around me and my old dealership where I bought the car. Want to buy my car above uh, above asking price for what it's actually worth there.
2: Yeah, for some reason, though, I don't know why, but used cars are at a goddamn premium right now. Everywhere if I sell my car, what world.
0: am I going to drive? Oh, uh, I don't know. I live in the city, right?
2: It's, it's public,
0: bro. still need a Mustang, bro. Uh in Make Believe with a uh I don't know what your currency is, man, but it's 179 in your currency. I wish YouTube would fucking tell me in the super chats. Uh Jesse, fix your audio, bro. He says. Okay.
2: Jesse. On it.
0: Thank you, Make Believe. Uh Micah with a 199 Super Chat. Next week, AEW's looking good here in San Antonio, Texas. Should be good, man. Enjoy yourself if you're going. Uh Hoyt, Reynolds with a 499 Super Chat. Hey, JD, tonight was fire. Can I get a happy birthday to my buddy Jacob? He turned 21, and I'm having a Bud Light hard soda. It is pretty good. Uh, I don't drink those hard sodas, man. I think they're all sugar. And, uh, Jacob, happy birthday. What are you drinking, buddy? Turned 21, man. You gotta have an adult beverage to celebrate. Joseph, I'm sorry, what? You don't have, soup. have two. Have, have two adult beverages?
2: Yeah, you can have two. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Joseph Taylor with a $5 Super Chat. When the Hardy Boys win the AEW Tag Team titles, they will be the first team ever to win the Raw SmackDown, Ring of Honor, TNA, and AEW Tag Team titles. Indeed. It will happen. Um, Golden Boy with a six-month re-up. Thank you for the recommitment, brother, to the VIP room. With MJF feuding with Wardlow, Paige in a storyline with Cole, Mox with Brian. Tag Team's a focus right now. What does TK do with Punk? We told you. Oh, I told you. I think Punk versus Page is the world championship match at Double or Nothing. Me, Wilson, and Anthony become new members of the VIP club. Man, thank you so much, guys. What are you drinking tonight? Me, Wilson, with a four ninety nine super chat. Hey guys, great review. Got tickets for Double or Nothing. It will be my first AEW show. Any tips, JD and Jesse? Vaccinated. Now you don't need that anymore. Oh, you don't. That's no. right. Yeah, they well, got rid of well, him. Wait, I don't know. I don't know about Nevada, though. Any tips? Uh, I don't know, man. Don't show up drunk. It's going to be a long night. It is to be a long night. Robert Lamoa with a $5 super chat. Yeah, but Jesse, we could possibly get CM Punk versus Brian Danielson for the AW World Championship at All Out in Chicago. The
2: only problem with that is Danielson just turned babyface again. So now they have to turn him back heel. They're not going to do a face for
0: they will meet, whether it's the world title or not. They will be meeting somewhere.
2: Oh God, yes, absolute fucking.
0: uh Joseph Taylor with a two dollar super chat. Cody versus Chris at Full Gear in 2019 was better. I don't think so. I think Chris Jericho versus uh, Eddie Kingston was his best match. It was awful. Grim Bones with a nine 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 super chat. When CM Punk made his first speech, he said that he's there to help the talent, but he's also there for himself, and he didn't need the money. He wants a championship run. He's going to get it, bro. I truly believe Punk is going to be the AW World Champion at some point. Kilo Mike with a 499 Super Chat. Hey, JD, I smashed the like, subscribed, and hit the bell. But you spoiled the hearty arrival in the title. I'm sad. I got to work. Mike, listen, I appreciate your 499, bro, but uh, I got to do what's best for business, man. I got to do what's best for the YouTube algorithm. If that means uh, spoiling a a thing on, on tonight's show... Let me do what I got to do, bro.
2: You come watch a review before you watch the show.
0: Yeah, why are you watching us before you're watching the show? Why are you on YouTube watching a review before you watch yeah, Donald? why are you on
2: social media? YouTube is social media. Twitter, Facebook. Why are you on social trying to avoid what happened on the show?
0: Uh, buddy in the chat, I saw that report, bro. It was reported and confirmed that WWE main roster manager told Braun Breaker to smile more on Raw.
2: Yeah, I saw
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> they all—I swear to God, man—they all need to be hung by their fucking cock and balls backstage, bro. I, I, every single one of them. Seriously, they—they they are ridiculous. You're gonna Bron- of all fucking people, you're gonna Bron Breaker smile more? I don't think I've seen him smile in NXT once.
2: Did they did did they have Kerry and Cross smile under that fucking mask he had to put on?
0: Probably. <laughs> I tell you what, he's smiling now that he's not fucking there. Tommy Brannigan with a $5 super chat it's a great show as always JD that was a great match and promo by Hangman and Dante Martin Lord Blaze Thank could be a super chat brother Cole versus Page versus Punk for the title Punk gets the title and page and Cole can do the elite storyline Punk teased feud with both during the C2 E2 I could see it I could absolutely see it just give me just give me Cole versus Punk man I'll be happy Hoodlum666 with the 499 Super Chat. What's up, J.D.? I'm high as fuck right now. Just want to say keep killing it. AEW, AEW. Thank you, Hoodlum. Hopefully you're enjoying your evening, man. Sounds like you're having a blast right now.
2: I heard you didn't do nothing for episode
0: 420, man. What the hell? No, man. Uh, I uh, I am a non-smoker.
2: Yeah,
0: what a fucking candy. Hollywood Lifer with the $20 Super Chat. Hey, J.D., I didn't get a chance to see Dynamite. Today. I'll see you tomorrow night, but I want to say that I'm still reeling from Sunday's pay-per-view. I would also like to share that Jesse's Tacos gave me the runs. I'm sorry to hear that, Hollywood Life. Maybe he had some bad pork in those tacos, man. He put sour cream on. Robert Lomoa with a $20 Super Chat. Why not have William Regal and Brian Danielson run Ring of Honor? Don't stress yourself out, Tony Khan. Uh, William Regal will probably help out over there, but uh, Danielson... I could see him making an appearance here and there in Ring of Honor, for sure. Matthew Carruthers with a $50 super chat. Thank you, Matthew Carruthers. I can understand if you don't want CM Punk to beat Hangman Page. But this old this this man sold out the United Center off his name alone. That alone gives him all the reason to hold that championship. He has wrestled everybody who you see on a weekly basis in AEW.
2: By that logic, if he already sold out the United Center on his name alone, then why the fuck does he need a title? He's already selling out venues on his name alone. Give someone else a title so someone else can sell out an arena. By that theory, he should not be champion. Uh,
0: I also do see that uh, if they're going back to Chicago for All Out, it is not going to be at the Now Arena. It's not going to be in Schaumburg. It will be at the United Center. Hope so. Anaconda Vice with the 199 Super Chat. Love you guys. Enjoy your night. Thank you, Anaconda. JD and Jesse, I hope you come to the Detroit show. Why would I come to a show in Detroit?
2: Wow, I go to Detroit.
0: Why would I go to Detroit? Period, man. What's in Detroit? I,
2: um, did, I did, I did drive to Detroit for the Eminem Jay Z That was fucking
0: insane. Uh, Hoyt Reynaldo with a four ninety nine super chat. What if Tully brings in the Briscos? It's a possibility. Yeah, it is. Possibility. That,
2: that is a good possibility, too. But the Briscoes don't need a manager.
0: Yeah. No. Steven Escalante with a 199 Super Chat. Wardlow reminded me of Batista. He does. And he did.
2: Yeah. Yeah, very
0: much so, yeah. Hoyt Reynaldo becomes a new member. Thank you, Hoyt. What are you drinking, brother? Steven Escalante with another Super Chat. 499. When MJF wins the AW title, I would have Wardlow beat him for the title. I'm not thinking that far ahead, bro.
2: I can, I can see that, but not in the near future. More of those a little bit farther away from the world title, but I can definitely see that down the road. They can revisit more of MJF down the road.
0: La Sombra with a Mexican twenty dollar super chat. Yo, J D, do you think AW needs another mid card title? Absolutely no. Nope. Shakoy yeah. becomes a member yeah, for five so months. Two already. Yeah, we got we got enough already. <laughs> Shakoy becomes a member for five months. Thank you, Shakoy. Happy five months. I wonder where all those people that were saying AEW isn't diverse or they don't have any representation. OTS for life. Thank you, Shakoy. Uh, they're not diverse enough, man.
2: No, there's too many black champions in yeah. AEW. We need black, we need Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So they can squash them in two minutes.
0: Um Robert Lamoa with a 5 in SuperJet. Do you see Eddie Kingston potentially taking the title off Scorpio Sky in the future? I could see that. Could see that for sure. Uh, Michelle McLashing. 499. I think both of you missed Hangman telling the Dark Order he ran into Lucha and Jungle Boy and have them as partners against Cole and Red Dragon. I probably did miss that. That's fine by me too. I'm okay with that. Robert Lamo on the $5 super Chat. There's this ridiculous meme showing Britt Baker as championship equals Triple H as championship. These haters and e-drones shaking my head. I didn't see that meme, man. Let the e-drones talk, bro. The e-drones, the e-drones on social media are the dumbest group of fucking people on the internet, man. They don't know a fucking thing. That's all we got, man. That's all we got. We're about to get out of here. Earlier than usual. I like it.
2: What am I going to do for the rest of my night?
0: I like Um, it. I like it a lot, man. Let's get the hell out of here.
2: Hey, let's do a Grandmaster knife.
0: A Grandmaster Nightfall? Or or the the, the,
2: the fucking, the hardest
0: Listen, man, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I think the only thing I'm going to be doing tonight is getting my dead messenger uh, catalyst with that exotic Uh, mission. I need my dead messenger. What the fuck you waiting for? I need a team to do it, man. I haven't, haven't teamed up with anybody. It's pretty easy. I could probably lead yeah. you guys through it if you get a third. Awesome. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you stopping by tonight, man. Thank you for making us the number one live stream in all of the IWC. As always, because that's what we do here on OTS, man. Make sure you guys follow us on social media. At JD from NY206. At Smart on Twitter. Thank you guys very much. Hit that thumbs up. We got 1174 in likes, man. Can we get an even 1,200 if you guys are in the chat? Let's try for another 26 likes there, man. 1,200 part-timer. likes. What happened? Nothing. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications.
2: A part-timer.
0: I'm going to make you a fucking part-timer, man, if you don't shut your mouth. Fucking God. Tacos and fucking framing me on Thunder Rosa fucking hate here oh, steak sauce <sighs> you're in deep shit now buddy fucking guy. yeah also guys I will um I will probably be back with something tomorrow I don't know if there's enough news I'll give you an OTS tomorrow and there will not be a live stream Friday night not that I really give a shit because SmackDown's probably the least viewed live stream of the entire week believe it or not don't know why don't know how but the show sucks So I will not be live on Friday night because I will be at House of Glory, man, on Fight TV. The Briscoes versus the Lucha Brothers. Oni Lorkin, Biff Busick versus Low-Key. And Taya Valkyrie versus Miss Natalia Markova. Is
2: that show live on Fight?
0: Yes. All right, cool. Yes. And uh, like I said, guys, make sure you guys go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Everything you need is on the homepage. If you missed anything and need more OTS in your life. I'm about to get out of here, man. I need two things from you, though. I need those guitar emojis in the chat. And if you got them, my VIPs, I know you got them. Give me those Mustang emojis in the chat. And when you hear that guitar solo, come on, and those sweet sounds of Pilot, I'm going to need that music on max. Thank you guys very much for a great live stream. I will be back tomorrow, and we got another great week ahead of us right here on OTS. Until then, take care, guys.